Now entering Nerdist.com. happening weirdos melissa via senor from snl america's got talent a wonderful interview and uh, i'm happy to say she was just on an episode of crashing hello valerie oh hello what did she do on america's got talent she you know she displayed her talents oh comedy yeah she she's a wonderful impressionist mm. comedian cool writer performer Ooh. snl person so as i always say we had a little wine with dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. It's the funniest way of saying it. <laughs> little wine with dinner. Listen, Melissa Villasenor, she's a delight. She was great on Crashing. She's great on SNL. And let's get to it as quickly as possible. I do want to say that my stand-up special, Faces and Sounds, is available on iTunes now as an album, as an audio file. You might want to check it out. Get it? Um, no. Like as an audio file. Oh. But as an audio file, you might want to check out the audio file. Is a synchronicity. I read the word audio file in an email today. And it was like the first time I had really seen it? Yeah. Okay. I'll count it. Yeah. Uh, we do have wonderful sponsors, one of which is one of my favorite things that I've uh, had the privilege of doing, which is Dr. Katz, The Audio Files. It's a, a, a new podcast available on what? I'm like Jeff Goldblum. It's a, 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 it's available on what? I at Audio File again. Oh my God in heaven. I'm sorry. Oh, but heaven's all around us. Listen, audible.com slash Dr. Katz. It's a new free premium podcast based on one of my favorite TV shows of all time, which was Dr. Katz, professional, something like professional therapist, I think. Anyway, Dr. Katz interviews, uh, well, conducts therapy with 15 new guest patients. Sarah Silverman, <laughs> this is what we always make fun of. Oh, yeah. This is what the copy says. Sarah Silverman, Ted Danson, Ray Romano, Weird Al, Kristen Schaal, Maria Bamford, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hamm. <laughs> Look, they changed it. And the most important guest, we accidentally left off the damn copy the first time we sent this commercial. Pete Holmes. Oh, yay. yay. Oh, we love him for life. Oh, Jonathan, Dr. Katz, I am such a fan of the show. It was such an honor to do it. I just enjoyed making fun of that. The last time we plugged this, I gave them a hard time for keeping me off the list. Uh, so anyway... All you got to do is go to audible.com slash Dr. Katz, D-R-K-A-T-Z. Like, don't go spelling doctor, D-R-K-A-T-Z, and listen to it. I'm proud of my episode, and I'm honored to be, uh, now I, I become all sincere, <laughs> I'm honored to be included. But I'm a huge fan. Check it out, audible.com slash Dr. Katz. Uh, thank you for having me. And thank you for your sponsorship. We have another wonderful uh, sponsor here. This episode is brought to us by Zip Recruiter. I don't know if you're hiring. Hey, are you a business? Nope. Yeah, but some people out there listening are businesses. <laughs> and uh, if businesses you are people. But Valerie, if you were a business, would you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? 
I would have no idea. That's why I don't have one. Well, I understand because finding great talent can be tough. But thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Do you have time for one click? Sure. Of course, who doesn't? Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. In fact, it finds them. Over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Holmes, like my last name, ZipRecruiter.com slash Holmes, uh, and uh, you can do it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Holmes. Great. Thank you, ZipRecruiter, for making this podcast possible. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. <laughs> Hi. You got to post some jobs? You hiring? ZipRecruiter.com <laughs> slash Holmes. Got an extra one there. Uh, store.com. What? Store.com. <laughs> Shit. Store.peteholmes.com. I forgot it was Tuesday. <laughs> and we got drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm just toasted. Okay. It's different. Store.peteholmes.com for t-shirts, mugs, pillows. Pillows. All sorts of stuff inspired by stickers. You only want to spend $1.99. You can still get some. Because store.peteholmes.com. And now it's time for the Pete Specs. I can do the Pete Specs backwards and forwards because, and this is absolutely true, I was just telling the makeup people at Crashing about my Pete's Picks. I just gave Brenna, my wonderful makeup artist, uh, a bottle of Charlotte's Web Everyday Plus Mint Chocolate Hemp Oil. And that's one of my Pete's Picks. And it's a Pete's Pick because it's a product that has personally changed my life. She's been taking it the past couple days. And she, this is verbatim, she goes, I can tend to be a little cranky and it keeps me from wanting to kill people. (laughs) That's what Brenda said about it. I love that. Because I always put it this way. uh, Charlotte's Web is a hemp oil, which means it's made from the hemp plant, but they take the THC part out, which is the psychoactive part of the plant, and they leave the CBD part. And what CBD uh, personally does for me is it's a mood enhancer. It's an anti-anxiety. It's a wellness promoter. It's good for your brain. It's good for... Just overall wellness. I'm going to say overall wellness. That's why Brenna says when I take it at work, and you can take it at work because it doesn't fog your brain like smoking a sweet, sweet doobie would. (laughs) It's not, no judge, but it's not like that. It's something that you can take while you're working and want to focus or read or follow a movie or a show or a book, but it still manages to take the edge off and give you a healthy, vibrant happy glow that I swear by. And I I take this product almost every day, pretty much every day. What I take is the Charlotte's Web Advanced. Uh, It's the most, uh, it's the most, literally, it's the most expensive one, but you take very small amounts of it. So I get the Advanced Mint Chocolate one because it lasts a very long time. Or you can get the Everyday Plus, which is what I gave Brenna. 
uh, and mint chocolate is also my favorite. Uh, it helps me sleep, helps me with pain, neck pain, back pain, anxiety. Again, this isn't necessarily FDA uh, tested at this point. Or I, it's been tested. It's like uh, the reason it's called Charlotte's Web is because it was made for a child named Charlotte who was having seizures and the only thing that would help her was CBD and the Stanley Brothers made Charlotte's Web to help people like her and then also people like me that sometimes get stuck in a middle seat and need to take the edge off and uh, don't want to have a cocktail or anything like that. It makes me feel loose as a goose. I dance like an octopus and it keeps me focused and happy and I can concentrate and work, and I want you to try it. I want you to try it. And all you have to do, if you want to try it, is go to CWHemp, like Charlotte's Web, CWHemp.com, slash weird, and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. I love it. I also love the other Pete's Pick, which is Alpha Brain. This is another product I take every day. It's a nootropic, which is like fish food for your brain. If your ideas and your creativity and your memory and your focus are fish, Alpha Brain is fish food. You sprinkle it on your noggin, it eats it up, earth-grown ingredients that they gobble up, and it definitely, 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 I notice the effects almost immediately. I'd say within 15 minutes of taking two or three, I feel focus, concentration, uh, memory, recall, vocab, all those things are enhanced. I swear by it. In fact, for the past three years, I haven't done a podcast or written a script or done stand-up without it. It really has made a huge difference for me and my writers uh, and a lot of creative types I've turned on to it and they now swear by it. I always have a couple in the in the pocket of my shirt or jacket. That's true. I've actually had people come up to me after shows and ask for some Alpha Brain. And what's funny is I have it because this is a true uh, Pete's pick in that, I take it every day, and I swear by it, and I want you to try it. All you have to do is go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you can get 10% off your purchase every time you go to that website, and show your support of this podcast. So try Alpha Brain, try Charlotte's Web, show your support. Thank you to Zip Recruiter. Thank you to Audible, especially for including me in the ad this time. I really mean it. That's very sweet of you. And please enjoy... The wonderful Melissa Villa Senor. She was great. Ten minutes, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. I thought it was rambling. Maybe you should have wine with dinner before every intro. We had some wine with dinner. <laughs> this is a great talk. Oh, God, we laugh so hard. I, I kind of envy the people that haven't heard it yet because we have these really, really funny laughs that I keep thinking about since we've done it. You haven't heard it. I don't know what you're talking about. The interview with Melissa. Oh, yeah. When you hear it, you and I are going to have one more private joke. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. It's great. Yeah. So, all right. I'm, so, yeah, get into it. You should say it. Oh. Get into it. More like a get into it. Get into it. <laughs> that was weird. Get into it. Get into it. Okay, good. Get into it. <laughs> now it's 11 minutes. Oh, no. Get into it. <laughs> Come on in, Via Senor. All right, Holmes. <laughs> I just saw that Holmes, like you're a homie. <laughs> I get that. I don't only get what's up, Holmes, from time to time, but I get uh, 
what's up, Holmes, and then they realize that it's funny. That's, that's like what I exactly just what you just I did. I remember saying that a lot to you know, friends in high school. Is, what's up, Holmes? Well, sure. <laughs> I know. Well, that's I know. a really cute thing to say. What's that? Homie. You're my homie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we have a shirt that says Homeboy, H O L M. Get it? Oh, yeah, I get it. Super fun. That's fun. How are you? I haven't seen you in a while since oh, you killed it. I killed it on crashing. You were so good. That was so fun. You were saying that you haven't really done a lot of, like, obviously you've done Skeech. Yes, skeech, but Skeech. Skeech. But that was the first time, you know, you get, I ever got the most lines, like, in a show. Mm-hmm. And first time I, like, played myself in yeah. something. and. I loved it. Yeah. I think maybe SNL's, I mean, it's known, it's really a tough, it's a tough show. Yeah, it's, and it's it made, not just a show, it's like a process. Yeah. You're part of a machine. Yes. Yeah. And it's and it's almost made other things like, oh, this is a little easier. <laughs> a little like on my soul. It, it just feels a little, you know. Well, we get to do it, it over and me. over and over until we get it right. Yeah. I mean, that, that has it's to be really one of the main nice. appeels. The pre- I, I feel like SNL is talking to other cast members, obviously. A bit of a pressure cooker. I mean, yeah. just the, just the live. Even the, the the conceit of the show is it's it's going to be a high wire act. It's going to be live. It's going to be tense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. I mean, Friday nights. I don't sleep. Really, I have to take melatonin because I'm like I'm thinking like, oh, you know. <laughs> and I and I think because uh, of the million ways it could go. I yeah. guess there aren't really many examples of it going bad. I, I mean, Jenny Slade, who I love, said fuck or yeah, whatever. But, but that's that's there's not too flubbed, many cases. You, you've seen. I mean, I flub so much. Nobody talk, Nobody cares. But about no one flubs. cared. I know everyone flubs in any <laughs> year. But I, I definitely think like oh, I want it to be perfect. But I remember Jenny Carvey telling me like it's not going to be perfect, and you have to get used to that. And I was like, that's oh, nice. It's nice to, it's nice to yes. hear that stuff. Like okay, there's a surrender involved. Yeah, I remember Mulaney told me. Also, I wonder if you can relate to this when he started writing there that somebody I think this might be anecdotal but they were kind of like you feel like a fraud because he's a young guy he's like we all feel like frauds like when we first start here does that kind of because you just become a cast member but it's new to you yeah did you kind of have to adjust I have to imagine yeah there are there are a lot there's a lot of moments where I'm like (laughs) why did they hire me I don't have anything <laughs> yeah, and I and I've talked to other castmen about that too, and it is something that they feel like that what they am have I doing here. Yeah, what did they see? I don't know. They had to have seen something. Yeah, I'm like, am I really? Yeah, that's where I feel like am I? Yeah, but it's they, very weird. And then you're there, and you're yeah. hoping that whatever they saw, and I guess we're talking about whatever Lauren saw, yeah, is true, is really in there. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> it's making me feel anxious. <laughs> but it, most people, when they're trying to get on SNL. Most people scramble to get impressions going. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, you seem like a very obvious hire. I mean, you have a, an overall hilarious, fun sensibility, but then you can do a million impressions. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, you know, you're, you're uh, David Spades or whatever. I'm sure, you know, he's a stand-up going on the show, scrounged up some impressions. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. have to do a few. Whereas you must have been like... I wait till they get a load of this one, and then this yeah. one. Yeah, no, one. I felt good about myself with my impressions for sure. Mm. But I think I and every, and that's one thing I have to. I mean, I just tell myself like I was thinking that on the way here is like we all have our own strengths of what we could do. And I'm not a brilliant joke writer. I've never been. You know, I, I know. <laughs> I like that you said wrong. that. Like you're setting the record straight. It's Look, true. I put don't... your placards down. Yeah. I've never said I was. <laughs> it's you... true though. I don't know how to. You know, like. 
you know, when uh, we can update writers, how they write those jokes. I don't, right. my brain doesn't know how to do that. I don't right. understand that at all. Right. I but know. you don't mind performing. Like when I was working yeah. with you, I was struck with how you're not, it's, you shouldn't be embarrassed, but you're not embarrassed to perform. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Some people, some of the people that probably write those great weekend update jokes, if you ask them to do something just for fun in between takes, like, I'm sorry, would, would you mind doing that? And you just would do it. Like, you yeah. like doing it. You So you're a natural performer. Yeah, I do enjoy that. And that makes sense. Yeah, that's fun. But you're not, it, I mean, you don't have that sort of self-consciousness, you know, no, that, yeah. that would uh, make it difficult for other people, I suppose. Yeah. And then what, what, I, I I know we talked about this a little bit on set, on set, but what did you do for your audition? I'm sure people ask all the time, but I'm I don't curious. Really, I don't think I've gotten – that's oh, really? funny. People are like, I bet you get questions all the time. Ah! I'm like, I don't, people, First of all, I bet you're a natural-born joke writer. And second of all – The question <laughs> I've gotten with just, I guess, meeting people I don't know well, they'll go, so how did this – oh, oops, sorry. So how did this SNL thing come up, come about? You know they'll say you that. don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and uh, well, no, it. I like my, the sound. I think my my head my uh, my headphones went out. For, and oh, also, they went you know, out. Let me take out these hoop earrings, okay? <laughs> They're hurting my ears against the microphone. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't take a moment to take out hoop earrings. <laughs> you are you are welcome, and you are welcome to take off hoop earrings. Yeah, they're in the way. But you, what do people say? You must get this all the time. But what you were saying? Like, uh, you know, like people, how did SNL come about? I'm like, oh, re- I, I think this is when people I don't, when I meet for the first time, I guess in the past I've gone on dates and like, how did this come about? <laughs> I'm not going to explain passion to you and drive. <laughs> like it just fell on my lap. Well, it's kind of, in Jay Moore's book, Gasping for Airtime, one of our sponsors, I'm just kidding, it's not one of our sponsors. <laughs> he had he a book, so. he had a chapter called, Dude, How Do You Get SNL? And I was just like, I'm sure that's what everybody says, right? I yeah, mean, that's what you're saying. So. Is they're like, how did this SNL thing come about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was your version of dude, how you'd get SNL. Yeah. And then what do you? I mean, I'm not asking you that. I'm asking no, well, I know you. Uh, it, it, it's been a long time dream since I was a, a 15 when I started doing impressions. Yeah, and I knew I wanted to be on there. How did that happen? Um, well, I was 12 when I realized I could do singing impressions, and then how did that happen? I was just listening we to just a lot. We just keep going back. Well, yeah, I was just kept listening I... to a lot of them, and then I realized I could impersonate Britney and Shakira and, and Christina. And but was it like something that you singing. just... I love singing. I think maybe that's why. Okay. I remember. Yeah, you have a lovely yeah. voice. But would you Thank like... Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't we sing something on set? There was a song. You did a lot of singing. Yeah. I mean, in between. Yeah, yeah. You did Shakira. Would you do, would you do Shakira? It's so funny. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. That was an old bit you guys yeah. reminded me of. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, There's a she-wolf in the closet. Open up and settle. That was it, I think. <laughs> and then what was Brit? I didn't hear your Britney. I didn't know you did Britney. Oh, boy. Um, Is that a long time ago? Also, no, but I mean, I could. It's just. Um, Oops, I did it again. With <laughs> your heart, I got lost in the game. I feel like a lot of people now. Could, I mean, you could probably do it. No uh, way. I think so. Well, we were talking about your ability to sing and having a lovely voice and how that relates to impressions. Yeah. Because the first thing you have to do is find the right pitch. Of the person's voice. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling, though, in doing it, Brittany must be, you know, putting filters on her own voice. Nobody sings that way. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Nobody was just in the shower and was like, oh, oops, I can't do it. <laughs> but so she started going like, maybe I'll be like a baby. I know. Right? Because she, well, she talks like, hey, y'all, how's it going? Right? Isn't it like that? It's real. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tricky. I don't so know what they do. They're putting something on as well. I and you're kind so. of deconstructing and figuring out that they're putting something on. But if you're you're 12 years old. And were you doing it from a comedic place? Were you kind of like, I like comedy, I'm going to look for a talent? Or was it just kind no, of like... No, it just happened. And then I, and I noticed people laugh when I share it. <laughs> and then and I, then I was like, oh, if that feels good. Yeah. You know, how yeah. that goes. And then, <laughs> and then I did the Laugh Factory Comedy Camp when I a sophomore year of high school. Uh-huh. Just because I wanted to start doing comedy. Right. But that was and, a long time of singing impressions. Nothing... There was no performing or anything before that? No, I didn't have anything before. I've just always been in choir and, you know, I love... Did you think you were going to be a singer? Is that yeah, what you wanted to I do? Yeah, I think that was first thing. And some there's sometimes still moments where I'm like, I need to... I really need to get my band together. Uh, it's like James Corden. I'm always like, he, I think he wants oh, to be a singer. I think, uh, he is a singer, but... But a lot of comedians do. Yeah. We all want to be rock stars. It's a very similar but different feeling i have to yeah. imagine it's a little bit more fluid a little bit more and i do have some you know emo songs out there i have a, a ep called leap um Wait, i made a while back like not 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 they're, comedy they're pretty it's pretty sad i think we why I, I think i well i like to write songs when i when i feel comedy no. isn't fulfilling my pain or something right so that's what i think that's why i write music or i'll draw or i'll feel if some if comedy isn't fulfilling that that's interesting yeah like is is comedy kind of like the extrovert side of it and then you have these other feelings yes. that aren't touched by it yeah, yeah that totally it. makes sense when you're feeling gregarious and happy it's like great to go out and make people oh, laugh yeah but i listen to sad music all the time i not to say sad music but, but i like melancholy it feels stuff. really good and maybe it is it's just the counterpart to all the like Faces and weird noises and all that sort of stuff. Because are you the same where we are both positive comics? Yeah. And sometimes that's hard when you're like, I hate today so much and I have to go <laughs> on stage. No. <laughs> and I, you can't really be angry because that's not... Right. And I also, I don't feel funny when I'm angry. If I'm too angry on stage, I won't see how it's funny. That's and I don't so feel funny. I, I've told this story before, so I'll keep it brief. But there was yeah. a time where I was opening an hour-long stand-up set in Irvine, California. And someone heckled me in a way that really upset me. In this kind of like small minded, it wasn't yeah. even just about me. It was against a whole group, and and I got so mad, and I like told them to shut the fuck up or something. Yeah, and then my set doesn't work. No, that's exactly me. You can't go back to being like we both have a like the world is magic, isn't fun fun, isn't being yeah. silly fun, aren't voices fun, and and I, I'm totally into what you do. But if you open your set, if you Melissa mm-hmm. open your set with shut the fuck up, you can't. <laughs> You can't go, what if uh, Shakira didn't have background dancers? It doesn't work. Uh-uh. Where some comedians, they, they have different it's personas. It's so good. They can say, shut the fuck up. and That's so funny. And then they just go into like, ah, like the rest of the set is rage. But it doesn't feel, <laughs> I don't like the way I feel after I'm angry. No, me neither. Right? It's the same thing. I'll play it out over and over and over. I know. And, and the, sometimes I'll... You know when you're alone, you want to be a tough man, and you just ah! pretend like... When you're alone, you want to be a tough man. No, 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 but I mean, I was thinking, sometimes I'll catch myself, 
you have, you know, those arguments in your head with someone or whatever, sure. and you out loud, you you want to be, you want to tell them like, oh, well, fuck you, in that, and I want to be that, but I, it's just so so angry. It doesn't work. It doesn't and work. It, I think for some people, it feels good immediately. Like the way a laugh or like uh, yeah. for us, like getting a laugh feels good. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, they're like, yeah, well, fuck you. They're, <laughs> like right away, they're like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> Me, as I'm in the you in, in fuck, I'm going, I'm so sorry. Me too. I was crossing the street in Williamsburg and this guy just didn't stop at the stop. Like he did a rolling stop. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason there's a stop sign there is so you can cross the street. I'm crossing the street and he just rolled right in front of me and his window was down and I go there's a stop sign you know that's that's not that aggressive I just go yeah. there's a stop sign and he goes shut the fuck up <laughs> and then so in that moment <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm 38 years old I have never done anything like this but I was like I'm I'm going to push back his oh. window is down and and I'm thinking I'm he's moving away yeah. so I only have a moment to pick and I go you shut the fuck up which I feel like I blew it. You can't just take his. Yeah, you did. You have to be like, oh, fuck yourself. That would have been good. But I went, you shut the fuck up. And then I just, I just walked down the block going, what did I do? You shut the fuck up. He won. He won that one. Yeah, you should have left it. Yeah. That's I, really funny. But like, is this how we're going to be spending our, our, on the way here? This is today. On yeah. the way here. Something weird in the air today. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not crazy. Are you feeling it too? Today? Yeah, I don't know. Well, the weather just is a little cooler. It's not sunny. So maybe that has It could effect. be that. It could be that. But I'm picking up on like a, not even a mojo. I'm just An seeing energy. weird shit. Yeah. It's not even, it's more concrete because I'm. Ah. Again, I'm in Williamsburg, and somebody, I see a van, and they're at the light, and it's this old guy, and he's like, what do you want me to do? He's talking to the car behind mm-hmm. him, who's been riding his butt, and then he drives forward, and then there's this woman in like a like a juke, you know those cars, the jukes? No. They just look like, they look like uh, shoes you put on for a night out <laughs> dancing. They're like, a, it's an aggressively fun car. Yeah. And the woman drives by, and she looks like she's made up, like, to go out dancing, and she's calling him the C-word. So this, I, I'm already getting everything she's I need. She's calling him the C-word. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, flipping it. Wow. I think that goes both ways. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are positive. <laughs> That's pretty fun. So I'm already getting everything I need in the story. And then he drives for, through the intersection, and then she's going, and she's going, you fucking cunt. And I'm like, ugh. And then she rear-ends him. Like, she's trying to drive so oh, fast wow. as to, like, prove, like, trying to be, like, aggressive, yeah, yeah, yeah. like me, being like, you should. And she blows it. She rear-ended him. And I'm just like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she was what we're talking about. You're angry. You're alpha. You're letting out your aggression. And then you just end up in an accident like a big dumb piece of shit. And she's going to pay for it because she hit him in the exactly. back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And everybody saw she was being a dumbass. Oh. So what I'm saying is, that's a long way to say, Melissa, I agree I'm not an anger person. Mm-hmm. But you found music to get those kind of feelings out? Yeah, music and drawing. And right? what? And drawing. drawing. I like to draw. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. What style drawing? I guess it's like, I like, it's an Edward Gorey, a kind of a, yeah. a just a pen and, uh, yeah. But is, are they dark drawings like Gorey? Yeah, there's some that I, yeah, there's some blood involved. N is for Nina, <laughs> who fell in a well. No, like, I could something tell you, like that. I like, no, it's I not. I want to see. It's not too, they're not like, um, I think I, it's a mix. I, 
Let me see. I'll just show you real quick. It was a show. You guys could look on my Instagram. I have a few of them in a, a kind of found some through the years but you slide through and i just have like uh-huh. little they're just little doodles but oh, it feels i haven't drawn in a, a while but i do get little images of what i do want to draw and i make a list of them so then at nighttime if i want to draw wait like you'll this. write down like a, uh, yeah, it, a japanese a, woman with an umbrella um yeah or i'll, I'll write down <laughs> i understand right now what did i have there's one i really um, i don't know i make a list of them Something so sweet about the little seed whom takes its time to find its beat. What are you writing poetry? Yeah, I write little poems, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Oh, man. The yeah. multifaceted talents of Melissa I, Villas and yours. I try. It's so fun. Yeah. But it sounds to me like these are these are like solutions. Like you use art and creativity yeah, I in have a response. To. You know what happened the other night too? There's little moments where I'm like, I don't want to do stand-up. It's killing me. Really? There's little moments I get that. But then, you know, Monday night, I go on stage a couple shows, and immediately I'm reminded this is the safest place for me. Mm. You ever get that where you're like, you love and hate stand-up, and then you're on stage, and you're like, oh, this is where I could be fully myself, and I feel safe. It feels bad when it starts to feel like a to-do list that's following you. That's when the all the yeah when the bits are all old and it does you feel like no connection. I that think that's too, but there's always there's always something ahead. There's always like going to yeah. be another show, and that's the good part of it. You're always like I always have another show and something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But it's you never like totally free. <laughs> Even on vacation, you're kind of like yeah, but uh, you're still going to go back and do stand up, and you feel like you have to keep it loose. Like, you have to keep the clay wet. You can't let it die and crack off of you. That's what maybe what happens. It freaks you out. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. Yeah. But then where where did you go up? Littlefield. Littlefield? Yeah. Have you done that show in Brooklyn? Oh, no. Or is it... It's called Night Train. Oh, Night Train. But it's at Littlefield. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know. I sometimes get the words confused. Oh, that's okay. But, (laughs) yeah, that that show. It was Packed House... Yeah. I did it mostly did new. Parked house. Parked house. <laughs> mostly new. And I just felt like my heart was open and it felt really nice. Yeah. And and I forgive me, I haven't seen your stand up recently. Is it is it impression y or is it just Not too much. You're doing like I'm doing straight a little stand-up. more about myself. Yeah. Um and I think just little fears when you talk about them, it kills them when you're on stage. You know, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. What like what? What's something you're afraid of that you're talking about on stage? Well, um, this one I actually, this is not fear, but I think I, I thought about it recently, like how this was the first year I realized the youth and beauty will fade away. Like beauty, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I realized all my youth, I'm getting, I'm going to be 30, just like little thoughts like that. And I thought, well, what, what makes any person really attractive at any age? And I think it's when they're passionate about something, when they care about something deeply and everyone's like, wow, that person's amazing. They yeah. care about this. Yeah. And I thought, well, what are Melissa's passions? And I'm like, oh, nothing. And what are Melissa's and, passions? And I thought, well, maybe if anything, it's a lot of voices, but I don't want to be passionate about that if I'm old and single. That's creepy <laughs> to me. You know, if I'm at a park talking to a guy and I'm like, look at those squirrels over there. I bet that squirrel would have this voice. Check out these nuts! <laughs> you know? I'd be like, I gotta get out of here. So I've thought, like, well, I need to... So I thought, well, now I gotta become passionate about something. They start studying now. Like space facts or something. Space yeah. facts! <laughs> so that way when I'm older, everyone's like, wow, Melissa's so wise. 
Like, let's show them all my space facts. Well, you, it's, it's so funny, though, because we started this conversation by you saying, I'm not going to explain passion to you. So comedy seems like a passion, right? It is. I mean, I, I'm not testing yeah. you. No, you're right. Is it something that you're really good at? So you followed it or were you like a comedy nerd? That's something I think it's always been a mix for me. I feel like when I learned all the impression, when I started doing impressions, I was like, well, I like making people laugh. But I don't think I, I think when I started stand-up, I was like, I just want to share what I do, but I don't think I was passionate about stand-up. Mm. When I started, like, it was I just... really wanted to do stand-up. I think I was like, I really want to show off what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these nuts! Look at these nuts! <laughs> Come back to my hole and hang out! <laughs> Be up on nuts! Yeah. Look at these He's really excited about those yeah, nuts. Yeah. It's not, look at these nuts. It's like, these are some good nuts. These squirrels have hit pay dirt. <laughs> so it's interesting, though. You discovered, I'm writing the story that you're in a minivan with your friends, and you can sing along, and you get the laugh, and that helps you feel good. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I like the way that feels. Yeah. But it's not necessarily that you were in your bedroom with like an Alan King record and, and like analyzing comedy. Or, no. Or like the Jimmy Fallon model of like obsessed with SNL and like constantly. It was more like Jimmy Fallon, I think. Like I definitely loved his album with where he did a lot of impressions. Yeah. And, um, and I did watch a lot of SNL. Oh, you so did? That, okay. That was kind of, that was the mix I was in. Okay. But yeah. it's just stand-up specifically was just like a vehicle to get I on think stage. So. Because it's like, but, it's, it's. do you feel like you even make more sense at SNL? Like that's the perfect, the better fit? I think it's a balance of, a, a mix of everything. Because I know I've been doing stand-up the longest out of anything I've been doing. Yeah. And then there's been a lot of moments where stand-up feels, um, it's helped me. I mean, it feels good. Right. So it it grew on to me too, the love of it. Yeah, but yeah, I like sketch too, and I like being an impression and was dressing it... up like someone to where I lose myself. That feels good. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love it. It's so funny because again, we're both, as we said, sweet positive people. But I hear you going like, you know, there's the darkness, and I have to do the stand up to yeah. make it go away, or I put on a mustache and I vanish. <laughs> <laughs> like those aren't sweet light things. Yeah, Which, that's again, true. I'm not trying to expose you, but yeah. isn't it, it's, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we seem. You, like, you just look like a, a happy person. Like, you, yeah. you have a brightness to you. But even though you look that way, inside, you're listening to Morrissey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or the whatever. walls are crumbling down. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what was that like? As a kid, did you feel, uh, did you fit in in high school? or? I did. I liked, I think I was kind of, because, so I grew up, you know, really tight-knit Mexican family. Quantos Ninos. Okay. Um, there's four of us. And we're all very close. Uh-huh. But I think my parents were very strict, so I didn't go out a lot. And then I also went what, to an what, old girls' school. Were you Catholic the youngest? School? Middle. Middle? Younger brother and sister are twins. And okay. Older brother. Okay. And they were yeah. strict because... It's just the, the way they were. Like, you couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go out every weekend. I also, we also lived kind of far from where my high school was, so I couldn't... So I always felt like I I never got along with the group of friends that like I could hang out with. Right. Um, was it like a what was the angle? Keep you safe? 
Was yeah, that kind I think of the that flavor? was it. Yeah, definitely. Like I think I my can't mom have loves you us. out there gallivanting around. Yeah. My mom loves us so much. It was like, I can't have you guys out late. Like, there's drunk. It was always like from a worried place. So I couldn't. Yeah, I just felt and did like. Did that I make you kind of angry? Because my mother, huge worrier. Oh, I, yeah. I remember being in the car with her and she's white knuckling the Volvo, <laughs> praying out loud as she makes a left turn oh, on the Mass Ave, just like, oh, Heavenly Father, please. And I'm sitting in the passenger <laughs> seat going, like, I think I might be absorbing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I learned. So was it kind of like a fear? Again, mm-hmm. these people love you and they're doing the best they can, but yeah, was for it sure. kind of like that fear angle? Yeah. 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 So I think by not, it felt, even though I was, I fit in well with people, I, I, it just, there's that little piece that feels like an outcast, you know? Mm. And I think that's why, what was the question? Darn it. Um, I was just asking the, if you felt like you fit in and, and then you were talking about you weren't allowed to really go out. Oh, yeah. Much. So that's why I felt like comedy felt like the, a really good place to be because I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing in life. It's also a way to get out, though. I mean, right? Yeah. Is it? Oh, comedy? I just mean literally if you're kind of in this Rapunzel situation. A little, yeah. You're like, if I, because my mom, same thing. If I went out, one of my most vivid memories of growing up is I went out and one night I was downtown Lexington where all the mm-hmm. cool kids hang out. And I was just kind of like, I was always such a good kid. I always went home around like six o'clock. I just would never be home past six. And that night I stayed out until like eight or nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And by the time I got home, my mom was just sitting at the kitchen table, like so worried, like like just the look on her face. I knew I had fucking freaked her oh, out. Gosh! And then I just kind of took the note. I just kind of like stopped going out, and I was bored. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think you and I might have this in common. In that boredom grows the creativity. Grows the yeah, exactly. Look at, the, look at these, these nuts. <laughs> So I can have it forever. (laughs) It really feels like he should be putting up his little squirrel arms at the end. Look at this nut! (laughs) But I mean, I used to get like the tape, uh, the dual cassette players, and I would make radio shows. Mm -hmm. Just true insanity. Oh, to yeah. send to my friends who had summer jobs or were at camp or whatever. And I'm just at home. <laughs> look at these nuts. And, yeah, yeah. And is that part of it? Were you yeah, kind of so exactly it. bored that you started finding? That's what it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a job. Like, look at you. You Now Now you live in New York City and you're up all night. Yeah. You know, doing a weird, very social thing. But that helped me too. Doing stand-up gave me a reason and kind of like, not super wholesome, but somewhat wholesome intent for going out other than like I'm going to go do drugs or I'm going to get drunk but I'm still going to go see people yeah does that make sense yeah 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 that happened for me too interesting yeah. but what was the yeah. first time you performed if you so you're in your house and well, you and you're the first bored. time I did <laughs> shared my impressions was my sophomore year high school talent show I did I kind of copied actually Jimmy Fallon's bit where he did the troll doll celebrities and he's t- he's Singing about troll dolls in impressions, singing impressions. Yeah. And he just parodied the lyrics. And I did that with, I had a garden gnome. I, a little, you know, the little gnomes. Yeah, sure. And I changed the lyrics about a gnome. And, and I did <laughs> sing so impressions. funny because you're looking at what he does. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Well, you're 15. I, so it's I, like. No, totally. Yeah. I have impressions. Because I was studying like Bill Cosby and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, I need five kids. You know what I mean? Like, 
How? I don't think you can do comedy unless you have five kids and you're yeah. tired of their bullshit. <laughs> so you're studying it and you're like, well, I want to do impressions, but I need a magical creature yeah. to sing to. Yeah. And then you did it. Yeah, I did. Were you n- nervous or did it oh, feel... Oh, super nervous. In like but a... There was a little part of me I was like, this is going to be good. Really? Yeah. You knew. I knew. You knew. I knew it. And Go ahead. Yeah, and then it, you know, killed. It killed. Oh, and then Who that was do? it. I think I... You're you're 12 at this point. I was 15. 15. I did like Ewan McGregor, Avril Lavigne, Shakita, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and there was one more. Oh, I forgot about uh, Christina Aguilera. That was someone else. What is Christina again? Would you? <laughs> I always feel bad putting a quarter in your jukebox, but um, I, it makes me die. Uh, what a girl wants, <laughs> what a girl needs. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that's what you would do in the van in between takes. Is you'd Actually, do it. never shared What a Girl um, as the Christina impression. I never shared that song, but I felt like singing that one. That was a good one. Yeah. That's what you wanted. Yeah, it's what I wanted right now. And you're a girl. <laughs> but you knew you had... Because the thing with impressions, one of the things I think that makes them so scary, potentially, which is what makes what you do so remarkable, is you can lose them. But you don't seem to lose them. You just have them... There, like little objects you can pick up. Oh, you mean like uh, if I don't practice them? <laughs> or just like, I feel like literally there are days I can do an impression and there are days that I can't do oh. an impression. I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, Yeah, I'll, no, no. I'll always have them in my pocket. That's but amazing. I do need Sometimes I do need a little brushing up on if I haven't done it A little a touchstone a little or touch something. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But you went up and you knew I'm 15 and it killed. Mm-hmm. And Who that- followed you? <laughs> I think it was like a some dancer. Ah, something. Some poor dancer is like, this woman's killing. She's doing Christina Aguilera perfectly. And then they have to go out and be like, streaks on the china. <laughs> Never met him before. People are leaving. <laughs> it's a bathroom break. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. God damn it. God damn it. And after that, were you like, that's it? Yeah. I want to do comedy? I knew it right then. Really? Yeah. Wow. I knew no other option. And that's why... I I, can't explain passion to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You got... That's funny, huh? That should be a joke, huh? Yes. I, people ask me, sometimes I go on a date and people say, how'd you get on how that, did that How did that come about? I'm like, I don't want to explain passion to you. <laughs> I mean, you know, people, when, you know, and it's fine. Not, not everyone knows, of course not. But Right. But there is a condescension that's in that when question, I, I think. That's when I know. I'm not going to, I don't want to see your face again. <laughs> it's fun when the little flickers of anger come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it feels good for me. Yes! <laughs> Let it out. Let it you out. You have to do your, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> look at these nuts. I can't. I want to look at these nuts to be. Someone's got to make a little, is it a gif or something? Yeah. The little hands go, check the out head. these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Will you do one clean where I'm not laughing over it just so we yeah. have it forever and yeah, ever? Yeah, sure, sure. Check out these nuts. <laughs> And it's a podcast, so they don't know. But you did the arms up. I did. You did the yeah. arms up. That yeah. is so good. Okay, so now you want to do comedy. I know we're getting to a Laugh Factory comedy class, but like, yeah. what is your? Did you call them conservative? I'm just picturing your family being conservative. What oh, do yeah. they think if you're like, 
I'm going to do silly voices in comedy. I, they thought it was cute at that time. I was like, oh, that's fine. What did they do? Or what do they do? Um, my dad, he's a fence contractor. Uh huh. Fences around town in L.A. and stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and my mom always did the bookkeeping for it. That's very similar to my family. My mom oh. did the bookkeeping for my dad, who's an oil oh, man. Oh, my goodness. He, like, removes oil tanks an and oil stuff. man. Yeah, not in the way that he's not on, like, an aircraft carrier smoking oh, a cigar. Yeah, yeah. He delivers home heating oil. Oh. So similar. Yeah. So we have, like, a working... Uh, team, I guess. Team, yeah, they're a team, but they also do something that makes sense. You say your dad is a fence contractor. I go, I understand. <laughs> like, there's, there's no follow up questions. Yeah. I'm like, he makes fences, like yeah. gates and fences. And I'm yeah. you come to these wrought iron, chain link. I know them. <laughs> you know the price points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you, and you know, you middle child, and you say, I, I think this is for me. And you said they thought it was cute. That probably means... They thought it was going to fade away. Like, oh, really? Yeah. They thought it was just a phase. That was their play. They yeah. were like, let her, let her let run her it off in the park. Just enjoy yourself before real life happens. <laughs> really? I don't know. So tell me everything but, that happens, because that's not what happened. I mean, yeah, the I w- comedy class uh, yeah, or whatever well, was next. I did a Laugh Factory. I looked up online open mics, and then I found the, the Laugh Factory comedy. I think because I was 15, I knew... Maybe I knew, like, comedy clubs are for older people. I don't know what. But uh, I found it, and it was like, kids can go. And I'm like, I'm still a kid. Right. And then I went, and it was all it was is you just get to go on stage every Saturday. Jamie Masada provided food for the kids. and Wait. It's, yeah. It was a children's open mic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know why you just and said that. I, I missed it. I think Tiffany Haddish also did... The camp too, but I think I don't know if it was. I don't think it was the same year as me. Interesting, but yeah. And you, you were like, I'm young enough to do this. Yeah. And were you the oldest kid there? Everyone there is no. Like there was people old. my age too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I have to imagine anytime there's comedy in a stage, everyone's gonna go. They're gonna find a way. You yeah. know what I mean? If you have like an open call for a club with auditions, the line's gonna be down the block. Yeah. And if you have some sort of camp for aspiring comedians, people are gonna find a way. Yeah. And you went. Yeah, I went. My parents would drive me out every Saturday. So they thought you'd get it out, but they still were, he- were helping. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely, yeah, they wanted, <laughs> I don't know what, why they, oh, I think I was just so passionate. I was like, I got to go. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. So supportive enough, mm-hmm. and they weren't like, you know, I mean, I, I in my family, my mom had friends that were like, you can't perform in bars because that's where liquor is. Literally, because we were oh, super, yeah. we were super churchy. Yeah. So I got opposition in small ways. Luckily, not from my mom or my dad. Uh, but it sounds like you didn't get a free mom or your dad either, which is nice. And you got a ride. Mm-hmm. And then it went well. It went fine. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it did. Actually, did go well. I think Jamie picked his top ten or something, and then we all performed on a, like a Friday night. In a show where there are other comics that regular, you know, headliner comics. Really? Yeah. And he, like, squeezed us in between. I don't know what. And I got, like, a plaque. My name's on it. Completing the <laughs> You, you the had to pay camp. for this, I'm assuming. Like, the camp. No. It was all free. It was free? Yes. And I think I got a, a sweatshirt and a $100 check. And I couldn't believe 100 bucks. You know, that's a lot. Not only was it free, they were paying you and giving yeah, you a plaque? food and, yeah. And food? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't, It was all like... from his heart. Oh, what? <laughs> this is insane. Yes, it's true. This is the cushiest entry in the comedy I've ever heard. I know. But I'm glad. Well, I think the camp is for kids that are from struggling 
homes or oh i, I think see. it's it's not just a cattle, a cattle call all yeah, children no, no. it's like i think it's for kids that are going through tough times and this is their place where they can be safe and, and laugh about their i think it's a really sweet thing so how did you qualify for that? I mean, like... Well, I don't think they... They didn't check. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I know, because I'll be honest, my, you know, my home life, everything is very... I mean, I was... I have a good life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, So was so it? I it's get not, it. But I definitely loved comedy, and I wanted to be there. Yeah. So I fit in. Sure. But, yeah. There was no... You know, I have a good life, too. I, yeah. we're, we're finding that in common. I did... It was like a... An arguing household, though, which is one of the reasons yeah. why I'm not comfortable showing my anger is because my parents were very comfortable showing their yeah. anger. Was it like that at all? I would, yeah, they would have a lot of arguments yeah. and fights. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's... It's totally normal. Normal. I, I mean, I suppose. I'm assuming it wasn't yeah, extreme sure. or anything. But I feel like that is somewhat normal. Is that where some of the comedy instinct, for me... It's like a leading question. I'll just tell you what it was for yeah. me. That's when I realized if I could get these guys laughing a little bit. It's such a cliche. Oh. It was like, I'll do a little straight yeah. down the chat. <laughs> Same song. And that would calm things down a little bit. Or if I couldn't make them laugh, I could get so silly that I'd just be doing my own thing. Like it wasn't even about like getting a response from them. But I'd just be like, I'm a cow giving birth. And so are you. I'm like the whole meal. And my dad would just be like, they'd always say, you're the weirdest person I know. They'd always say that. And my brother's embarrassed. And my dad thinks it's weird. And my mom, I don't know what my mom thought. It wasn't like, you didn't perform for your family? No, not really. Not really? But we played a lot. We liked to play and imagine. And the four of us kids, we were always home. Yeah, and we like to. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah, we would reenact scenes from our favorite movies. No way. Yeah, we liked playing a lot, like outside. And there's, you know, it's like there's nothing we're holding, but it was just imagination. Right. But we like playing. You ever see Heidi and Shirley Temple? One of my favorites. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> Heidi, it's so cute. You gotta see it. It's good. It's a real cozy movie. But Shirley Temple goes live with their grandpa in the woods and. Everyone in the town's frightened by him, but we liked pretending we were the grandpa and collecting wood, and we would just run around See? backyard with our backpack. Bored <laughs> families make magical children. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Get rid of cable. Tell them that you're going to get killed by a drunk driver if you go out past six o'clock, and you will have hilarious, look, check out these nuts children. <laughs> you were a bunch That's of silly true. beans, and you were yeah. close. yeah. And did any of them get into, like, creative endeavors? They're all creative, I think. Yeah. My older brother, he does creative ad design stuff, like, New York Times. And Allie um, has helped, worked with a a few different indie production companies. And Andrew, my younger brother, he does, like, construction engineering. Okay. I guess that's a little creative. Well, everything's creative. It is. Every every job at some level is creative. Even if it's data entry, you're like, I'm going to start from the bottom of the pile. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're still making choices. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody doing data entry is listening to this podcast like, fuck you. (laughs) I like data entry. I used to do that. You did data entry? Some temp jobs. I... When and when something's just repetitive and I could just do it, I, I it's really calming to me. Is so, it repetitive? No, I totally. Yeah, I, it's calming for See, me. See again, I'm a I'm a meditator and I like chanting because those things are very very repetitive, mm-hmm. and that's to calm down the noggin. Do you feel like your brain is kind of like a little bit out of your control? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 
Like that's why I, and I don't do it in the summer, but in the winter times, <laughs> I like to crochet, and that's just counting and counting over and over. One, two, three, one, two. So right. that feels so good. Does anxiety get into your life in a, in any negative ways? It's, you said you don't sleep on Friday. I mean, I have to imagine that. Yeah, I think that, but not nothing too bad. But I I definitely know exercise. Whew, if I could sweat it out. I feel really good. Exercise and just a lot of hobbies and, you know. You are a magical garden gnome. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I don't, I don't know. I mean. No, I'm not it's, teasing. It's yeah. just like, Melissa, do you have anxiety? You're like, I just want to get on the treadmill, sweat it out. <laughs> I'll sleep like a stone. Yeah. No, it's. But I mean, I go to therapy and everything. I have to. Oh, that's right. We talked a little yeah, bit about that. I have. I mean, I, we love talking about these things just so other people know that they're not alone. Is, is there, are there things that you deal with that you're working on? Yeah, I think the main thing, and I've always, the, I mean, the main thing I work on is my self-love and worthiness. That's something I, I mean, that's a very personal thing to share, but I, yeah. I think that's my main thing I lot. always work on in therapy is uh, enough. I'm enough. Interesting. I think I, should, I wanted, I think... It's all being as as a kid. You want to hear that more. Of, I wanted to hear more that you were enough. Yeah. Oh, you think yeah. it was kind of imprinted when you were young. Yeah. Maybe not enough. Maybe not enough. Uh, maybe not enough. Yeah. You. Know, I mean, just again, my parents are great, but I think there was also the you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong, and not uh, enough. Like that's a kick-ass, Brittany. It's okay to <laughs> yeah. That's a good Brittany. Or like that's okay. You have a mistake. It's okay. You learn. You, you, I you just. I don't know. They wanted you to walk the line a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, yeah. But anywho, I, oh, everything's are, good. Are there, <laughs> 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 are there techniques? That it obviously talking about it probably helps. Yeah, I do oh, affirmations. I do affirmations. This is what I'm asking. I know. I walk around and and I've been feeling a little off axis a little bit, or I can be feeling off axis. And I'll do that like every day and every way I'm getting better and better. It's crazy that your brain is so fucking stupid that if you repeat something to it, it starts to go like, I am a beautiful shining light or whatever it is. It's true. Yeah. Which ones do you, is that too personal to no, say? No, no, I, like I could share. Do? I like to say, um, let's see. I, I am enough. I am worthy. I am beautiful. Hmm. I deserve happiness and love. Hmm. Um, I let go of the need to control anyone and let others go their own way. Hmm. I like saying that when I start feeling like I need people to... Maybe it's a little codependence. Yeah, I have that too. But I think... But you want to... Yeah, I think it's just coming from myself. Those, I think... I have a lot of them. I need to cool it. I have a long list of affirmations and sometimes I just... You just need one, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but one of them can be like... It's okay that I have so many affirmations. <laughs> like I, li- I like how really complete we are with this list of affirmations. <laughs> but you, t- you tend in your life you want to help people. Is that one of the? Is that what you mean? Like, is uh, it hard? What do you mean by like letting people be who they are, or whatever it was? Oh, I think maybe I want certain things from people. When I feel like I need to be just doing that for myself, I should be giving myself that. Oh, interesting. You like, or I want someone to be my friend, or I want them to really like me. Things like, or I want them to do this for me. Right. But that's, you can't do anything. You can't tell them. Right. You can't control anybody. No. Right. So you're trying to. So I'm trying to just. That's a mis- myself. That's a mature thing. 
Yeah. And I, I, I'm not even trying to be cheesy and be your own friend and like yourself instead yeah. of looking for other people exactly. to constantly praise and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. funny. We talked a little bit about Lorne, but whether it's Lorne or, or Judd or, 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 you know, I'm trying to think of Conan. These are great people, but I always kind of thrive a little bit when I'm like trying to win someone's uh, affection. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm trying to impress Judd or I'm trying to impress Conan in the, in the old show I had. Um, do you thrive with kind of a withholding comedy dad? Not to say that. No, Lord I do is. better when I let go. Oh, really? Like even when I auditioned for SNL, I didn't have this need or desperation of like I need to do well. I mean, I did. I practiced and rehearsed, but I didn't. I let go, and I I was just like, you know what? I love where I'm at right now. I'm proud of what I've created over the years. This is it. Really? Take it or like just kind it was of was like really doing confident. that first talent show. Yeah, You're like I think this is going to be is, good. This is what I'm really proud of. I just felt very proud of myself. And so that kind of goes. Comedy is the one, maybe one of the things in your life that you're like, I do value this. This is value. Yeah. Valuable. Yeah. And so we're working up to that. You you did you got your plaque and your hundred dollars and your free meal, <laughs> and then you kept doing it. You kept yeah. doing stand up. Yeah, I kept doing it after high school. I remember just you know graduating, and I was like, everyone was crying. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm doing comedy right now. <laughs> Everybody's crying. I was. I didn't cry. Yeah, of course not. Because um, you knew what you wanted to do? What, yeah. What a, like a, a I didn't even go to prom because I was like, this is pointless. <laughs> You're wasting my time. But I loved my high school. I mean, if they're listening, my friends, they actually did really support me. Yeah. And like, do it, Melissa. They were really proud of me. But I think I was just so ambitious. That was, that was what was you, going on. You got a little taste mm-hmm. of the hunger. Mm-hmm. And you wanted... I, I felt that way in college. But you were re- starting really early. Yeah. I mean, that's wonderful. I started doing open mics at the Ha Ha Cafe. Uh-huh. Off Lancashire in Hollywood. Uh huh. When I was seventeen, and yeah, I did Ice House. Yeah, Pasadena, mm-hmm. and then the Comedy Store. And you were doing well. I mean, I, I think yeah, I think right away people were already helping me. Hmm. Like other just get show. Yeah, they're like here, do this show, and I did a couple bringer shows, and then I'd start doing the open mics at the Comedy Store, and then kind of pretty quickly. I did Frank TV, Frank Caliendo's show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Freddie Lockhart and a few other comics there helped me out. <laughs> yeah, Alex, we keep oh. thinking you're waving at us, buddy. Oh. <laughs> Is he stretching his knuckles? No. There's just two men through a, in a glass frame <laughs> that we're both trying to ignore. <laughs> what are they doing, though, with their hands? No, you're okay. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I don't know. Pointing to the ceiling, and we're like, is he alerting us to some clear and present danger? Actually, that feels good to do. Yeah. Lift it, you those know what hands up. Look at these nuts. Look at these nuts. Is that what you guys are doing? <laughs> I found a new thing that will make me laugh every time I hear it. Uh, sorry, though, you were saying you're at the ice I know house. I get a little serious every now and then, if that's fine, on the podcast. Do I, what? I miss podcasts so much, by the way. What do you mean? I, I used to, I have one, and I haven't done it in so long, and oh, I miss... What was it called? What is it called? It's just, it's a dumb, t- it's just Melissa's show. <laughs> Were you in a bad mood the day you named it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, oh, just... Melissa's show. You shut the fuck up. Check out these nuts. You should, you need to rename it, check out these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. No, but that's fun. What is the idea for the show? It, it all—it's just—it's a mess yeah. of a podcast because I'll do like 
solo ones where I'm just like, hey, this happened this week. Check this out. And then there would be some where I would interview one of my impressions. So it'd be me talking to one of my impressions. Ah. <laughs> or, and then sometimes I have comics on, friends. Yeah, it was just some whatever. Sometimes I would just want to sing for a whole episode. No, so, yeah. really? Yeah, it was a really n- nice little open podcast where I could just... And, and you yeah, edit create. it. You, yeah, yeah. You, like, put it together. A little garage so. band. Mm-hmm. You do it. Oh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I would record it with All Things Comedy. Okay. And then they would just send me the file and I'll add my theme song. Fun. Yeah. So how, somebody sees you at the Ice House or one of these other things. Yeah. I have to imagine the, the undeniability of the impressions helped you rise yes. in the ranks. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, that helps you stand out. That, yes. That's the other thing. One of the things that makes them tense for me is anyone can tell if they're good or bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a joke is kind of like, oh, maybe that's not your sense of humor. But if you hear an amazing Christina Aguilera, my mother would laugh at it. That's like a very a undeniable. Universal. Yeah, it's yeah, universal. Yeah. You yeah. don't even have to speak English. You could go yeah. to Hong Kong to a Chinese or Mandarin-speaking audience <laughs> and do Christina Aguilera, and they would laugh. Yeah. It's, it's just there. So yeah, you found true. this thing that was breaking down some of the walls that, that are in your way when you start doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not a surprise that somebody was like, well, there's this TV show, Frank Kellyander Show, which is an impression-based show. And what did you do on it? I did Sarah Silverman impression and <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, I think. I, what's your Ellen? Oh, I can't. It's you been can't so long it? ago. I can't, yeah. You're Sarah. Is it, will you do Sarah? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good to be here. <laughs> 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 Will you do Sarah Silverman saying, I saw a squirrel, say, check out the nuts? I saw a squirrel in the park, and um, it said, check out these nuts. <laughs> and it had a great butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So your first TV thing. Yeah, was that first, for a live I was like audience? 20. 20 years old, mm-hmm. live audience? Uh, no, no audience there. It was a pre, it was for, um, TBS. Okay. Wait, was, oh, I know what they did. It was like he would, Frank had a crowd and he was like, this is this sketch. And oh, then and they, they played would, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like that. And but. so this was like a, you got to do multiple takes and stuff. It wasn't necessarily like SNL. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, yeah, it was great, though. Were you freaking out, or was this proud, Melissa? I was Melissa? freaking out. I was very proud. You was, were proud. I was very excited. But yeah. also a little nervous, but it was that same proud, Melissa, that yeah. was like, I think this is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And at this point, is your family like, I think this might be Yeah, legitimate? they started thinking that, and I um, I don't think it really, well, I guess once you start making the books, then they're like, well, this is <laughs> your job. <laughs> when I did... After America's Got Talent, that's when it Is that the next be- thing? That's- no, the next thing, I did audition for SNL oh. when I was 21. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I did, what was that? What was that like? Uh, very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. I think, yeah, I did impressions, and then I got a callback audition, and I learned new impressions. And I just still, I didn't feel too good, because I, I it was something, everything was new, and I didn't feel funny. Yeah. It didn't come from me creating. What do you like mean? Like j- you were like I had help with the jokes from other writers, and it, it just didn't. It I wasn't see. me, uh-huh. and I was just you know still a kid. <laughs> <laughs> ah! So I didn't you know not just the way you not, talk can be so funny sometimes. Oh. Still a kid, like that. <laughs> it's like the floor <laughs> fell out from you. And you're like, and you know I was still a kid. 
It's just funny. What was the difference between one and two? Was it the confidence level? Yeah, confidence level. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. It's true. I love it. The confident I, and the other the first audition, I was like, well, these are impressions I've been doing since what fifteen. So they were yeah. a little more polished. And then these new ones I learned were just forced. It was everything was forced. Yeah. It, well, and also wasn't though? ready though. It was but not. The really audition ready. is about being funny, but it's also about. Being yourself, wouldn't you say? Yes. Finding that confidence. Absolutely. Because you were saying, it, you know, it is it is a pressure cooker. You have to deliver on demand. So the, the audition is almost like deliberately nerve-wracking, it seems. Yes. I mean, you don't have to stand in the middle of the stage with three people in the audience. That, that seems to be like, let's see if they can do it under pressure. And the way we can create that pressure yeah. is this format. A little bit. For your own benefit. Mm-hmm. It can't be too cushy. Right? Yeah. And then... So- so you got this audition, you, you're flipping out, and then you don't get it. Are you devastated? Oh, I was pretty devastated, yeah. Um, but I also knew, I think I was like, I, this is a lot. I don't think I would be ready. But yeah. I, yeah, I was sad. Well, and then, that's funny. Were you a little afraid you might get it? No. no I don't think you I... You wanted it. I wanted it, but I don't... I, I, I knew I wouldn't get it. Something... Something inside right. of you was like, I don't think this is the time. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then I think I just went back to part-time jobs for a while. How did you get the audition? Did they see you at a live show? Was I, there a I was doing shows in the belly room uh-huh. at the comedy store, and Neil Brennan saw me. Yeah. And then Seth was good friends with Neil, I think. And at that time, I think that's how... Yeah. That Seth had brought me for the audition, Seth Myers, And then... <clears throat> If you wanted to know what Seth it was. <laughs> and then, um, but I did send a reel in as well. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, seeing somebody who knew Seth Myers and yeah, I mean, that's very helpful. Yeah, very helpful. But you're, you're very going nice. up, you're doing the things and people saw you and that, yeah. that's, that's a Hollywood cliche for a reason. I'm glad that yeah. happened. Yeah. You don't get it. <laughs> I'm glad that, hey, look, for what it's worth, I'm happy that happened. <laughs> And then you went back. Now is it like time to face reality? Or was was yeah, your family kind yeah, of like? Yeah, no, I I went back to. I think I was still taking classes at a junior college, and then you know worked at different part time jobs. I think I worked at a bookstore, and then I think I worked at a golf and stuff, miniature golf course. No, yeah, that's amazing. You know, you know, in a you know the Karate Kid, where sure. they're at that. Arcade or, or, or mini golf. That's where they filmed it. Karate oh, really? Kid, and they also filmed um, Avril Lavigne's girlfriend music video. It's called Golf and Stuff in Norwalk. You should go. <laughs> there's bumper cars. There's bumper boats. Oh, and there's go-karts. And they have the best pizza in town. I think they're the best. Oh, it's frozen, but it's very good. I would eat it on my breaks. <laughs> this is, that was the most Melissa Villasen you were thinking that whole... <laughs> Unironic, <laughs> just sweet endorsement of like any comedian on this podcast would be like, ah, it's fucking bullshit. I had to clean the vomit out of the bumper cars and then the pizza was frozen. And you're like, no, it's where uh, they film this and this. Yeah, and you're a right. T Rex. And I just love it. You should go. And then you give us a promo code. So you liked it. You were like a happy. I liked- you, I, I, you just didn't get SNL, and now you're working at a mini golf course. If this were a movie, would be playing Elliot Smith "Needle in the Hay" as you clean like the huge windmill, and you look forlornly right. at the sky. I mean, I what I what I was always a little mellow person, though. But uh-huh. um, 
mellow? I mean, uh, I guess, yeah, it was always a little, there's always a sadness. Oh, melan- I, melancholy. Melancholy. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, it was never, uh, oh, I don't know. But, <laughs> I will. I mean, I'm thinking of like, I, I remembered working in the ticket booth and I liked sitting in there. I was just alone giving tickets, you know, that was nice. Again, you you like a little break from yourself, something to do, mm-hmm. not the overactive brain. Mm-hmm. Tearing tickets, that's sort of, But you didn't have anybody. Like, I remember when I worked at Bennigan's. Thank you. Oh, See, yeah. what if I was Bennigan's. just like, it was great. They had a Monte Cristo sandwich. It was deep fried. Came with jelly. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird that I went to positive. <laughs> no, I'm not saying weird. It's uh, unique. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. Everybody's supposed to hate their job, but yeah. you were positive about it. Please don't feel teased at all. That's true. But when I was at Bennigan's, I remember there were people that knew I was trying to do comedy, and if they had known that I went out for SNL, didn't get it, and now I'm tearing tickets, I mean, they would have given me shit about it. That oh, just wow. didn't that didn't really happen. Nobody well, no was... one knew my life there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you just kept to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're I'm pretty the, quiet. You're in the ticket booth working on impressions. Yeah. 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 I didn't really talk too much. Uh huh. But in your mind, you still had comedy. As the big goal. Yes. So you were just biding your time? Was it that deliberate that you were like, this is just temporary? Or you, or were you nervous? That I, I remember going, I remember at the time though thinking maybe I should, I, I, I don't know. I was getting involved with like, um, I thought maybe I should study something and do something else. There was that little moment. A little glimmer yeah, of. Yeah. When yeah. I was like 22, I was like, I, I started doing volunteer work with helping trailheads and keeping the plants alive and stuff in town. Oh, really? And then I, I thought maybe I should just do geology. You know? This is like, you know, me trying to be wise and cool about <laughs> plants. Space facts. The space facts. You know, I thought maybe that's what I should be doing. It'll help the environment. I thought that's what I should, you know, maybe no comedy. I did think about that at that time. Okay. So and, there was a little escape hatch. Yeah, yeah. But then what, what prevented you from getting into geology and trailheads? I think I think I was still doing shows here and there. Sure. And then I was still living in my parents' house and I had enough of that. I had to move out. I I didn't go away for college, you know. I was always living at home right. and then that was like I need to be on my own now. Yeah. I'm going nuts. Oh, sure. And then uh I was still doing open mics and shows at Belly Room at the Comedy Store and I remember, you know, little Esther Goodall Hilarious Esther yeah. Pavitsky. She had a studio. She's like, I need someone to move in. I was like, let's do it. So we lived in her studio with her dog Pepper for a you, little bit. In a studio apartment? Mm-hmm. In really? a studio apartment, yeah. Oh, wow. Right near the, com- right near the comedy store. You're so, like, you said to your parents, I'd rather live in a zero-bedroom <laughs> yeah. apartment. I know, and they have a pretty sweet house. <laughs> they have a pool and stuff. I have to imagine there's a great fence. There's a great fence. I mean, state of the state Rod of the iron, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Updated frequently. Uh, yeah. So you and Little Esther move in together. Yeah. And you're back in it. I back mean, she's, she's a comedian, so you're like, you have some another, that someone to good. enable your dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think not too long after that, living with her, I auditioned for AGT, America's Got Talent. Yeah. And then um, and that's, that blew up. You got it? I'm just kidding. I got, I got it. <laughs> I know you got it. Yeah. I mean, what was that? I, that process was... It took a little bit. I think we filmed that first audition in Seattle in February, and then it didn't... In front of an audience? Yeah. It mm-hmm. was huge. It was like the big one where I shared Natalie Portman and... 
you know, Barbara Walters and Kathy Oh, this is Griffin. the audition on the show. Yeah. I see. The audition on America's Got Talent. That was filmed in February. And you got it because some... You submitted I did, something? Or? No, I did some other little, you know, it's just people thinking of you, really. There was a, some other show called Latino 101 on, I forgot what channel it was on, but I they had a bunch of comics that I knew, like, just a lot of people were on there. And the lady working there said, I'm helping with setting appointment auditions for America's Got Talent. Oh, wow. And I remember I was like, I don't want to do this. I was very scared of AGT. Really, I, I, I'm scared of AGT. Yeah, because uh, like you bomb, everyone's like, "Wow, what a it's piece of crap!" Just such a large audience, and it's it's such a broad audience too. It's like I don't. It's not that you can't be yeah. interesting. A lot of wonderful, amazing comedians and interesting. You know, uh, you know, I don't. It's almost I mean. just so many different acts, and yeah. it's not like it's all comedy. So you're kind of right. going up cold, right? Yeah. It seems like a very high-pressure situation for me. Yeah. It would be a panic attack. <laughs> I did, and I remember I, I didn't want to go. But yeah. I, but I did, and I was like, well, whatever. Did you consider not going? You were like, man. No, I knew I had to go. I knew, like, even my manager was like, this is great, you know? Yeah. And even comics were like, yeah, do it, Melissa. What are you, crazy? Do right. it. Because it's a huge, if you kill on it, Yeah. now everybody knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I went for it. And then they it did well. Yeah. Leading up to it, was it that anxiety can't sleep before, or were you a little bit more a chill? A little bit. I was. I did have anxiety, and but I didn't. My final thought was like, I don't. We'll just see how it goes. <laughs> what can I do? I I'm just going to see how it goes. Yeah. But you had it. You found it. Yeah. Once it felt good, I was like, Oh, I got this. <laughs> In the middle of the set, you in the middle, like right after. It's always after that first laugh, and you feel so comfortable, right? And then that that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. You're like, I don't know if I can, if stand up's worth it. It's killing me. And then you get that first laugh, and you're like, Oh, right. right. I go through that all the time. I know, all the time. And uh, so that happens, and that launched a touring career. Yes, really, immediately on the road. Really? Yeah. Is that part of the contract for AGT? Do they own some of your uh, touring rights? No, no, because I I didn't go past I like I think it's when you get to top ten, then the contract really like owns you or something. Uh huh. But I did, I made it like top sixteen, and they're like, so that's you got great. The boot. And I was like, perfect. I have no more material. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But because of that, you were able to start headlining clubs. Yes. And, and that's what you did? And I did, but I bombed for a long time. Because I only why? had... I mean, look, I was only doing stand-up for a few years. Yeah. And I didn't have maybe 15 minutes. I had maybe 15, 20 minutes. Wow. But, it, you know, all of a sudden it's like half hour, an hour yeah. at colleges. Because we were, we were talking about NACA, and you did a NACA. I did five of them. You did five NACAs. And NACA I, is what people like us, uh, comedians and musicians... Go like mm. us performers. Performers, yeah. <laughs> performers would go to these things yeah. and try and book colleges. And if it does well, you can book a hundred. And if it does badly, you can book zero. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I am imagining you have both of those experiences. Yes. You'd you'd the book f- zero. Sometimes? Yeah, there was one I I booked zero. Really? Mm-hmm. I have to think what you did. But that was later after all the steam f- flew down. You know. <laughs> you? I mean, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. after ADT, I was like, I'm on fire. So I booked, I think, over 100, over 100 colleges. Yeah. And then I think it, once it started slowing down with everything. So then you, you felt a, a lilt. Yeah. Yeah. Or and my agents dropped me and 
They did. I think, I, yeah, and then there were moments, yeah, where it was people like, I can't do anything. You're, I remember someone said, like, I, you're just not, you know, things aren't looking. I don't know, something like that. And you're I was done. Like, you're done you lost in this your town, heat. huh? <laughs> yeah, something about the heat, yeah. You lost your heat. You lost your heat or something. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God. But that also feels good, though, too, when people just leave. In some weird way, there was one summer I went on Vans Warped Tour, and I dropped my... You know, and it's fine. It's it's. I think it's a beautiful thing when you're on your own. And you're like, yeah, no one's with me, but it kind like it feels shitty. But then there's also this like desperado. Oh, there's yeah, something within. You're like, oh no, I'm creating something on my own, bitch. Really? Yeah. It's motivating. <laughs> you're like, yeah. I'll come back and I'm yeah, gonna because, buy this town. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's like an excitement when you know, just any type of rejection when you're like, well, you know. what? I got you know, fuck everybody. Yeah, and you become that little rebel, and you like create stuff, and you. It's the cowboy. It's the cowboy. It's it's the shark. That's why. See, I like... even me just saying the f word right now is really rough for me, but it feels good, you know. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I thought it was very nice. Okay, good. Yeah, good. very sweet okay. f word. Okay. But I, I know that I've had other comedians uh, that had failed projects, mm-hmm. and they they connect to that original feeling. That you had at a young age of like being the shark that's on its own and gonna find a way on its own. Yeah. So you get kicked back, but you're kind of like, no, I'm comfortable in a zero position. Yeah. Because this is where I've been way longer than I had heat because of a show. Uh, Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. So what I'm curious? I know it's all over the place. This story. I don't know where we where we left off. I keep chiming in. That's what you're. Oh, yeah, I'm no, you're doing do. great. Okay. You're doing great. Okay. That's why I take notes. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I wrote down. I'm very interested in what it was like doing these colleges. You have heat, but you've already done this material on TV. Mm-hmm. That's why they're booking you. I mean, maybe yeah. it's why they like you and yeah. why they're excited to have you. I'm sure the signs at the college said, "From America's Got Talent, Melissa Villasenor." Yeah. And you have 20 minutes, and you're booked to do 45. I'm imagining. 45 to an hour. So you're supposed to do an hour, just you're like a regular. To do an hour and what colleges. do you do? I I forced wrote. I just wrote. I don't know. I think I just really try to gather up whatever I could. You just wrote stuff. Yeah, Inch. and it kind of good. It's good though. It forces you to. Well, it gives you that deadline. Yeah. Yeah. It is good. How to do? How to go though? I can't imagine. What were you? What were you writing about? I don't know. A family <laughs> stuff or. I, I there's a lot of stuff that I. It's probably still used today that I created at that time. Really? Like my, I have an NSYNC dance bit where they, you know, in the 90s, the boy bands had a lot of violent dance moves because they were all just <laughs> punching and kicking, you know, and they dance just don't, just like, so, so I thought if I ever get in a fight, I'll play an NSYNC song and beat up the person in NSYNC dance moves. And so I just dance an NSYNC dance with I Want You Back. Oh, you'd play the music? Yeah, I play the song and then, <laughs> so that was one thing I made in a hotel when I was on the road. And so there are... There were little gems. I see. But I think that... I don't mean... I'm not doubting your ability. I'm just saying if I was like 20 minutes, now i got to write 40 minutes. Yeah, no, but most of the shows were bad. And I always felt... (laughs) Really? And even when I headlined, the feature would kill and I would bomb for... you know. And I I had a lot of those. Really? More than I think I did well. It's got to be difficult, right? I mean, like you're famous... People are there to see you. I, but you know what I mean. It's, it's not yeah. you're not Barbara Streisand, but you yeah, are yeah, on yeah. TV, and they came to see you. Yeah. And here's a middle. This is one of the the nightmares of stand up comedy, where you're the draw, and then you you go to a club, and the middle is a headliner some of the time, and mm-hmm. he's just doing his best thirty minutes 
for you and it's an excited good crowd because of you and then you have to follow somebody yeah. that's just like grinding it out on the road and perfecting their art. Yeah. This is this this was it a nightmare? It, it was a nightmare. I yeah. think that and I did get pretty depressed at that time. Yeah. Because I was I wasn't doing well with my shows and I felt yeah, and I bombed so much that I got to a place of like I don't want to be near me. I don't want to be. I I hated being alone with me in hotel. I didn't want to. Hmm. I started just hating. I hated being with me hmm. because that, of because of the just, constant rejection. Con- just doing poorly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I I don't know. Yeah, that that was a tough time for me. Was that? The was, beginning of the need of affirmations and stuff. Or it sounds like that was kind of a family thing, and this is just making it a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And then it did something... So you lose the heat. What happened after all that, huh? <laughs> did I go back? I mean, I guess... You sounded a little bit like Kristen Wiig. Oh, yeah. What did you do, Kristen Wiig? I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> I think I went back to L.A., and I had a good time. <laughs> um, I can't remember what happened after all the road stuff. I'm trying to think. I, hmm. I think I was happy when things slowed down with colleges, though. I was like, I could be in LA finally. I could get back in classes, like acting class. Yeah. And and I and I'm a person that needs discipline, and I like teachers, and I like feeling like I'm learning. So that. Right. And I was doing stand up at night, classes during the day, and that all felt good. Right. And then And you get to come home. Yeah. I like being home. And you'd made a little money. Mm-hmm. You felt your self esteem was probably a little low. Yeah. Although you pulled out towards the end, you started writing better stuff and getting better because yes. you were forced. It is good. I mean the struggle's important. Right. And it's that good. I, that's one of the reasons why I think stand ups progress faster than other writers is because of there's so much pain involved. Yeah. Like if you don't work harder and if you don't write better, you're gonna suffer in yeah. real time. Like yeah. it's gonna hit you yeah. in the face over and over again. Yeah. So you're getting better and better, but now you get to come home and be with your friends and family. Are there boyfriends at this time? Is there love in your life? I don't think I ever No. No. Really? Uh-uh. You really are just in the ticket booth. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I was in the ticket Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I think I've been more single throughout the journey than I have been in relationships. Is that right? Yeah. Because I've dated... Yeah. I've dated a few, but I but not, like, long. That seems to be a theme, is that you... It's funny, because you don't like being alone, but you will be alone a lot. It's kind of like both. Not always didn't like being alone. Sometimes love being alone. But then yeah. that was kind of taken away from you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you seem to thrive in it and sometimes struggle with it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's true. Check out these nuts. Check out these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're back in L.A. I feel like we're the next step yeah. has to be. I think I was like 26 or 25 yeah. when I started doing like Leslie Kahn acting. And that was really good for me. Mm-hmm. And then more auditions. Um Start doing. I mean, I was always doing Adventure Time and cartoons, and I that was that always makes me happy. I love you know check out these like yeah, those, yeah, doing those little yeah. voices, for yeah, fun characters, right? Because you you uh, what is the Pokemon one? I mean, you do these really oh Ash Ketchum from Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't there like a really high one kind of like check out these nuts? Oh Pikachu, yeah, Pikachu, <laughs> Pika Pikachu, ah. <laughs> 
are these things you you must rehearse? I mean, right? I guess so. Or do they just kind of show up on your door? Like, I think I can do that one. Sometimes they show up at my door. Really? Those are my favorite ones. Wow. When I don't know that they've arrived. Or when, when, when they arrive and I don't, when I don't practice them. You just, the first time you try it, you nail it. Sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes that's, so that's fun. fun. That's so fun. Yeah. So you're still doing Adventure Time and cartoon voices, yeah. obviously. But are you back in a part-time job at this time in your life? 26, this is pre-SNL, post-AGT, learning the lingo. I think it's, I had a few... I, I don't remember what I was... Hmm. I think I had, like, random little colleges here and there shows mm-hmm. and stand-up, you know. But it wasn't crazy busy it was just enough just for classes and rent so it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't i didn't have much of a savings or anything but mm-hmm. uh, what about all the colleges then, you just did you i just think did i blew hunt. it i think they went away they went the money I don't, I don't know what were you spending it on i don't remember what where i went what happened i don't well, know probably just rent. okay no 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 i promise <laughs> i don't remember it i don't know that's crazy. I don't think if, I blo- you, if you did a hundred had- colleges, that's a hundred thousand dollars at right, least. But wh- I don't yeah, know and what happened. That to be way more than that. I don't remember, Pete. Maybe I'm all. I can't remember. I'm not making anything up. I just can't. I can't remember what. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I might have used a lot on classes and. Okay, and school will lead it yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. Were you living in a mansion? <laughs> no, no. I was living in a studio in Los Feliz. <laughs> Something's not adding up. I think little Esther was embezzling no, from no. you. <laughs> no, no, no. She's like, uh, I, the rent is 50 grand this month. <laughs> I know it's confusing. I, well, I don't know what happened. She's on a hoverboard. <laughs> 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 but I mean, the, the whatever happened to your cash, you, you weren't exactly like set. You were still, you still had the hunger. You're still waiting for it. Yeah, the because thing. I think I used. The savings probably for that time it slowed down. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, that makes for, sense. I think that's where. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not going to last forever for sure. And life is expensive. I don't think it was that much, though, with, I mean, with taxes and all. With, yeah. I don't, I don't know, Pete. I can't remember. I feel like you're the, the victim of some sort of maybe fraud. Maybe I'm a victim. Of some, yeah, maybe you're right. I think you need to audit the agents <laughs> that told you you lost your heat. And you'd be like, I lost $300,000. Oh, man. Oh, boy. This is a helpful podcast for you. <laughs> you need to go yeah. back and chase the cash. Gosh. But we're, you're, So you're just still doing it. And I'm wondering, we're going to catch up to SNL mm-hmm. when you're 30. So, I'm going to be 30 in October. So, okay, you got the show yeah. when you were 20, 28. 28. Okay. So you had these kind of nebulous kind of studying years. And then I, I've never heard of somebody getting another audition for SNL. That's fascinating. Yeah, I I think I was... I mean, every summer I always submitted a reel. Oh, so you're stuff. still going I was it. still. But this past summer, I didn't have a... I think I, I didn't try too hard about like I need it this yeah. year. I was like I'm fine actually. I'm, I was excited just because I I had this new apartment in Burbank near horses. I was starting to feel like I was retired. I started feeling really comfy where I was at. Uh huh. I was doing some F is for family voiceover. I was doing stand. I was creating, trying to create my own show. So I think once I started thinking like I could just create my own stuff. Right. I recorded my comedy album, which hasn't been released yet. Yeah, I'm sorry, but <laughs> but I started just doing accomplishing things like for myself. 
Yeah. And I didn't care so much about. You weren't playing with scared money, as they say. Yeah. You had some to lose, and, and you knew you were going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you were generating your own stuff. I was excited, yeah. So there... that that's a big difference. But I love that you kept submitting. Yeah. I think some people would not get SNL and then go, well, they didn't want me, and then would stop. But you maintain that tenacity yeah. to go like, well, you should take a, you should look again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like someone hands you a piece of paper that says no, and you're like, why don't you... Uh, change what you wrote on that paper and that mm-hmm. that's really admirable thanks so you kept at it and then al madrigal who had this um comedy showcase in la and one of the producers was there oh wow and then um yeah he i, I thank him a lot because that, that was really great al, and al's they, great al's the best yeah and she's um producer saw me do i just did kind of stand-up bits i wanted to i didn't prep like oh, only impressions or anything mm-hmm and then they called and wanted me to audition a showcase at IO where John Hamm was, by, you know, by that the way. Night? That's a fun little fact. That night? Yeah, I didn't see him, but my brother Andy went. No way. And he was like, John Hamm was there. I was like, you're, a, you're lying. Why would he be at IO West? <laughs> <laughs> and then, Why was he? <laughs> well, he just, just loves, hanging out. He loves SNL. He's a big fan, and he's close to them, too. Yeah. But but that was really funny, though, that I was like, why is he here? Wow. But um, What do you want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> That's my John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> But so ham is in the house. Ham's in the house. More pressure. Yeah, and the I beautiful ham. And I, they had me last, but I didn't. I did okay. Mm. But I, but it, you know, showcases are weird anyway. I'm aware. I, you know, all the showcases or industries. I'm like, they're not laughing, right? And that's fine. But right. I, but I, I always end up la- laughing for me. <laughs> so I never cared. To, it's fine. Look at you. I know. I'm really proud. You should be proud yeah. of yourself. Yeah. I'm proud of you that you didn't take no for an answer over years and years and years. You got kicked in the nuts when you do, did the cards. In the you, nuts! <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't stop. I mean, your story is littered with these like, and you didn't stop, and you didn't stop. Frank TV, and then it goes away. A lot of people would go... Well, I just don't have what it takes. I, I, that's not I know. right. And I'm surprised too because I, there's always a little part of me that wants to give up right away. There's I always, but I keep fighting. Fight so it. I guess yeah, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And so you kill this audition, and then you get on the show, yeah. and then now we're kind of full circle because I am always curious when Shay Michael Shay did it, and whenever Dana Carvey, all the SNL people, I always want to know how they vibe with the lifestyle. With the, the all night writing and all that stuff, because it just sounds. It's because maybe it's because I'm 38. I'm just like, can't we meet at uh, 8 a.m.? I'm funny at 8 a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can write a commercial parody at 9:30, but it has to be like two in the morning. And, it's harder. Yeah. You're half a. You're. It's really. It's the sweated out model. It seems. I like. think from the 70s. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If that's what somebody said, Jesse Klein, who wrote on it, was like. It's yeah. based on cocaine, mm-hmm. and no one's on cocaine anymore. Yeah, Yet we keep exactly. the cocaine hours. Yeah, and she was like, "You could do it nine to five, the way it is, with all the bullshit." I, yeah, re- that would be nice, right? Mm-hmm. Just turn it into a regular kind of thing. But I think it's one of those things where they don't want to lose their mojo, and I completely understand. Yeah, that. yeah, that makes sense. And have you found writers that work well with you and your little yeah. alliances on the show? Every and I've worked with a few different ones, so I think. That's good. I think um Yeah. There there've been nights where I'm like 
you know, a, it's not going well, right? I can't come up with anything. Mm. And then there's been some nights where it's really fun mm. and it flows. That's but I great. think that's you're back in your hotel room finding that in sync dance with punches. Yes, like you find that magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, have to imagine that feels great. Yeah. So I think it's it's. Yeah, I I don't know. I sometimes I feel I'm. You know, not the best writer, and I can't come up with something right away. Mm. But well, so there are different kinds. There's of writers. different. Th- I know. There's so people that are good in the room that are like, I'm a big blowhard, and I'll be like, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, that kind of creates the illusion that guy must be good. And then yeah. there's the, there's more of the collegiate style that need a little time and and do it. But when they do it, it comes out really yeah. well. I think it's just practice, though. I think sure. I'll just have to be patient with myself. That's really it. Well, you're like you like taking class. I mean, you're in the master class of sketch and sure. performance, yeah, which is pretty nuts. I know, nuts. That's cool. I, didn't I know. That. I didn't it's, even do that. To just be call funny. this episode nuts. I want to so yeah. badly. I want. I want the photo for the episode to be a squirrel with its hands. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. We can. You put my face on the squirrel body. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm tasked with spelling squirrel. Oh, God. My friend yeah. Matt McCarthy has a great bit about how squirrel and diarrhea are the hardest words to spell. He's like, God yeah. help you if you have to write squirrel diarrhea. <laughs> He's so funny. He's one of the best. Um, so now you're on it. I dig it. That's kind of that's kind of did we miss anything? I guess people were excited. I mean, people were excited that you were the first Latina cast member. Yeah. But that did that even really occur to you? It doesn't seem. I didn't even think about it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. When I got the show, I was like, I, I just have always thought, well, I'm a comedian, I'm a, that's it. Right. But I didn't think about that at all. Right. And then when they're like, first Latina. <laughs> and I was like, I'm for us, Melissa. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, let's settle down, huh? And again, it's like a little more pressure. Like, oh, man, I hope I don't let him down. Or, But it's like... I. I'm just a person too, you know. Of course. Jeez, Louise. Yes, but it, I am proud too, though, that it hopes opens doors for others. And yeah, I do, th- and, I'm, and, it, and I am proud. Uh, you yeah, should good. be proud. There's a lot of things. That, that's the theme of this episode. Yeah. Would it be too morning radio? What is your Natalie Portman impression? Sound? Hi, I'm Natalie Portman. You want to <laughs> listen to the Shins? They're amazing. They'll change your life. <laughs> <laughs> Did I share that with you? No. Oh, yeah. What you do that's so special is you take these impressions and you're like, Sarah Silverman doesn't sound like anything. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody, we joke on the show yeah. that like everybody does Arnold Schwarzenegger because mm-hmm. it's so clear that you're just like, ah, and people are like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. But you take Natalie Portman and you make me realize that I didn't even know that I knew what that's she so sounded cool. that's like. That's my favorite. That's then. what it I is. I like to do ones that, no, you know, not been done. Like, I don't know what like Jennifer Lopez them. sounds like. Hey, it's J-Lo. So good to be here. Yeah. I had to take off my hoops. They're getting in the way with the headphones. So she sounds I want, like she's... I don't want bloody ears. Right now. Uh-uh. She sounds cold but confident. Yeah. Like literally like she could use like, a blanket. Most of her interviews, she doesn't talk like that. I don't know where I cut it from, but it's very funny to me. This, I think maybe also I take that voice from... Like maybe her serious side in movies. And yes. also when she poses in any for any camera... She has this like, she'll look up and 
<laughs> do that. It's like, yeah, I'm J-Lo. Get out of my way. Like sad, but I, I also. I need more shimmer. <laughs> yeah, like just serious. T- I it's don't like know. a sad queen. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like heavy yeah. lies the crown of the queen. Yeah. I, n- I never heard your Gwen you... Stefani. No, you did the Gwen. What's up? It's Glenn. Yeah, I did a little. Um... Well, she sings like a little baby. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I was in love. <laughs> Not only in love, I was obsessed <laughs> with a friendship that no one else could touch. <laughs> I'm sorry to do this to you. It's just so no, fun. No, it's fun for me. It's good for me to practice. Whitney Cummings, she was just on uh, Crashing. Okay, guys. <laughs> your balls okay <laughs> what are you what are you doing and she i've opened for her a few times she's one of my pals yeah and, she's great um sometimes you know i'm someone like i'm a mushy person and i like when people fluff me up and make me feel cozy you know yeah, yeah, like sure. i'm friends with maria bamford and she does that for me they're both my mentors yeah but she'll be like oh you're so you're so amazing melissa you're so so <laughs> You're so, so beautiful. And I like hearing that. I'm like, oh, thanks, Maria. When I hang out there, but Whitney's opposite. She's very, very honest. Like, what are, What are those pants? Take those. Don't wear those. Again, I like, I need that too. The yin and the yang. Yeah, the yin. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about uh, Maria because she's a unique act and, and she would sometimes, oh, well, she's inarguably one of the best ever. She's amazing. Uh, she would sometimes go in the middle at a club because she didn't want to follow the snappy feature talking about his nut sweat. Yeah. And she's like, let him close. It'll be, it'll still be my show, but fuck that. Because there are ways around – that's what I wish the hurting Melissa of the clubs. If I were your agent, I would be like, first, and- I'm not going to drop you. And second, you should host. Like, go up first. Do yeah. 15 – let them go. Do that another fifteen. Let, let someone else go. Do closing fifteen. You're still doing the time, but it's, it's different pressure. And systems. actually, at that time when I was starting to headline, I Maria did help me out. She helped me make. A, she made a little list of things to do when I'm on the road and I need to feel comfort. And oh, really? She, yeah. Like her, what? Just like call you know three friends during the day or um, oh. listen to these podcasts. Um, Go volunteer work in a city. Really? She, yeah, just stuff like that. Go to a church. Some just stuff. I love all that. To make it feels it feel so homey. good. Yeah, it's so that's so good. And I loved hearing that. That really helped me because it is a skill. Being alone on the road can. Mm-hmm. That's why Steve Martin quit stand up. It was like too much. <laughs> so we have to find those little ways. I know Birbiglia does that too. He finds a way to like do something in the community. Yeah, and stuff. it's very smart. Yeah, it's, it works both ways. Um, Zoe Deschanel. Hey guys, so good. Um, Saturday. I, I no shoot. Now it sounds like Christmas <laughs> week. I haven't done Zoe in a long time. Yeah, I thought it was great. I the, don't know. I, the I was the part. The I yeah. I, ah man. I'm just going through the list. What's your favorite? Well, you, I, the one that we did on crashing That's funny. That was so what fun. What are you looking up here? Is that this is your Wikipedia? Dog. Holy smokes! I didn't think they would make a list. That's oh, very you're Wanda nice. Sykes. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, I don't know what are these things. These coasters? <laughs> I would like to put pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do check out these nuts as one. Well, like... check out these motherfucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, of course, you're you're famous for your Owen, which is something that we did. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. It's 
cloudy outside, but I feel the sunshine in my heart. Yeah, wow. And everyone, there was that recent, like, there's that Star Wars clip going around, the little lightsaber, and everyone was like, Melissa, did you do this? I'm like, no, but I love it. Yeah, I just watched it. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) What was it? He always finds a way to say heart. That's what you say. Follow your heart. (laughs) It cracks me up, but, you know, and Armageddon, he's he's in all these random movies I didn't even know of. Really? On I was watching Armageddon. Was, was he in Armageddon? T- yes. He's one of the guys? One of the dudes. He is. And he does the same thing about, you know, Liv Tyler is Bruce's daughter. Yeah. And he does his whole little speech. It's so Owen. He goes, he tells, you know, Bruce Willis, like, your daughter's growing up to a beautiful flower. She's just looking so good at these days. He did something <laughs> like that where he's like, she's growing up and you got to let it be. But it was like, yes. I didn't even... How did he how did only get, get parts that are him? <laughs> like, it's always him. It's always a delight to see him. Tell what was the story where your dad saw him? Oh, uh, my dad, working at a, one of his jobs in yeah. Malibu, he was putting up a gate, and a pack of guys walked by, and my dad double takes, and he's like, is that Owen Wilson? And he had some kind of little lanky walk. You know, an Owen yeah, walk. An Owen walk. A peaceful walk. Yeah. And then <laughs> that walk my is dad not was like, that's Owen. Oh, and he tells he tells this tells the group of guys like, uh, "Look out! There's a swarm of bees back there." Just letting you guys know. Yeah. And then my dad sees like, "Oh, that's Owen Wilson." Then they head on out, and my dad goes, "Hey, Owen, I'm Melissa's dad. Melissa Wiesinger. She's on SNL. She, she does an impression of you." And he's like, "Is was it was it in that Aziz sketch? That was really good." <laughs> and then they chat a little bit about where they're from, and and they're talking, and they're like, "Yeah, we're from LA." Blah blah blah. And then there's like, and then Owen's like, "Well, I gotta go, but look out for those swarm of bees." <laughs> I was like, "Too perfect!" Like that Owen saying, "Look out for those, watch out, watch out for those bees." <laughs> it's so the way he's charming. I know. Like he took the information from the beginning. Yeah. And he's like, "I appreciate it." <laughs> hey, keep an eye out for those bees. I can't do it like you. That's so good. Yeah, I know. It's so fun. It gives you give people so much joy. Hey, thanks, Pete. I'll you be too. For you. Oh, yeah. Please. Oh, please. Yeah. Well, we always uh, end the show by talking about the meaning of life, so that's going to be easy. <laughs> oh boy. What is it? What do you have a religious framework or anything that you kind of cling to when you hmm. look at this mess of atoms and molecules? Something I. Oh, meaning of life. Were you raised religious? Yes, Catholic. Oh, that's right. You went to Catholic school. Catholic school, all girls. Catholic. I did a lot of Catholic. A lot of Catholic stuff. Mm-hmm. And were you buying into it as a child, or was it just kind I of... I think it was just because I'm in it, I have to. Right. I think I'm a, I'm a little mix of things now. I still like... I do certain prayers in the mm-hmm. morning. I like to pray. I don't go still to church. Still Catholic prayers? Yeah, I like... There's a St. Joseph prayer. Um, I, um, well, it's for something you want. I think it's like with something you need in your life, and you say it for nine mornings. Uh-huh. And it's always I've always gotten the thing I need. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. What's an I example? Mean, of- uh, example is like I think mainly people use it too for for work for jobs. And I think last last summer, well, I'll, I'll you know I'm not seeing any income and in jobs and I'll pray that prayer and say, I want more work to come in that I'm excited about voiceover acting stand up. 
Yeah. And then I say the prayer and then things I Is it a long offers. Not that long. How, what, what, do you, would you mind saying it? I'd love to oh, hear yeah, it. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, let me look it up here. Old St. Joe. St. Joe's a good one. <laughs> but there's not... other ones, too, that I have a little prayer book that I really like. Um, Is it the Book of Common Prayer? It's the only prayer book I know. Oh, no, it's a... Uh, I think it's just prayers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's by the same people that named your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa. Just show. call Melissa Show. Prayers, prayers. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, so should I say it? Yeah, I'd love okay. to hear it. All right. So sometimes I I like to look at the the picture too. The little icon. Mm-hmm. Oh Saint Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in all my interests and desires. Oh Saint Joseph, do assist me by your powerful intercession. And obtain for me, from your divine Son, all spiritual blessings through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that, having engaged here below your heavenly power, I may offer my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O Saint Joseph, I never weary of contemplating you, and Jesus asleep in your arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near your heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me, and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. Saint Joseph, patron of departing souls, pray for me. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice one. I thought there was going to be a blank where you oh, insert yeah, you need here. T- <laughs> no, <laughs> like- I like saying it before I read the thing, and then I bless myself and I start my day. But I sometimes also in that prayer book, there's a lot of great other little gratitude prayers and um, prayers for people that are in need that are sick too. That you know, yeah, it, it's good sometimes too. I like praying for others before it gets to me. Sometimes that's <laughs> I feel a little selfish too. If I'm like <laughs> wanting stuff for me, but it's very sweet. Yeah, and it seems to me the date entry ticket terror break from myself would enjoy the ceremony of of the higher churches. The the some of the um the less formal churches are just like, what's up, Jesus? I uh, really could use a job, my man. And that's how I used to pray. It was just kind of like a conversation. But when you're doing a prayer that you know that millions of people are still doing and have done for a very long time, and you're and mm. it's not as improv, you're doing it rote. And I don't mean that to say it's less meaningful. You're yeah. doing it uh, like you would a chant or something. Yeah. I could see that that would appeal to you. I like that, but I also do... A lot. I mean, I really got into a lot of spiritual. I mean, asking a law of attraction. Oh, really? I did a lot of that too. Which I ask. A- I just ask uh-huh. the universe, like, hey, I want this right oh, during the day. If you know, I want to be. You know, I want to live in this building. I want to have this house. I want to be on this show. I yeah. start saying it, and then, just, or sometimes I'll just say, "I'm already here. This is where I live. This right. is my new apartment." Even and if I it's pretend not. and I visualize. Uh-huh. And you feel it. Even if it's not, yeah. You try and feel it. And that, I did that a lot for SNL even before I got it. I was really? like, I'm already on this show. I And I would it. visualize it and I'd hear it. I yeah. get that. I it's try like, to do a mix of all that together. It goes back to your brain not knowing the difference. And mm. Val and I were just talking about that this morning where it's like your brain, there's this book called Breaking the Habit of Being You that she's really into right now that I have to read and get the author on because he sounds fascinating. But it's talking about how like, you don't want a job. You want the feeling of having the job. So, like, to point yourself towards it, just uh, practice having the feeling. Yeah. And just, like you're saying, like, yeah. I have that job. That's me. That's me. That's me. Because I do catch – and that's one of the things, that persistence and that belief in yourself, even though you struggle with it from time to time, 
was always there through your story yeah. going, I want this and I and I deserve it and I'm going to feel it. And then you point yourself towards it because the fr- some of the friends that I have that are very – they start building the case against themselves instead of building the case for them. Yeah, they and, start going, I'm and the And I've guy. done that too. Of course. And then yeah, I got nothing back. I, so we know that it's doesn't true. work. Yeah. So why not try mm-hmm. the other way? Even if you don't necessarily believe it, I think there's something very powerful to green lighting your dreams and some of these desires yeah. that you're having. Because even if the not the right thing comes, it, it's always what's best for you too that mm. comes. Yeah. I think. That's interesting. Yeah, I would you know, agree with that. Whatever's happening, that's it's that's like it's your work. For, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what you yeah. have to deal with. <laughs> I understand that. So there's some Catholicism, and there's some. What would that be? It always sounds dismissive to say New Agey, but I don't think the law of attraction is is I new. It's, it's very popular these days. What, and the Tao. The okay. Tao. Really, you read the Tao? I'm, I mean, Chang? yeah, I do like him. Really, there's a book called. Oh, man, it's my favorite book, and I forget the title. Darn it. Um, <laughs> Just have the feeling of remembering the title. There Infinite you. Self. There you go. <laughs> Stuart Wilde. Infinite Self. I don't know it. Yeah. And that's that's a big Taoist book? He 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 studies him a lot, so all, everything he talks about, it it just feels really good. Um, yeah, I've read it a few times. I think I've read it maybe six times. Hmm. But Three more, you got yourself a St. Joseph's. <gasps> You're right. Yeah, Infinite Self. It's my favorite book. It's near my bed. Infinite Self. I'm writing it down. And he's also really, this. it's from the 90s, you know? Oh, forget it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the author is also funny, so it doesn't feel so... It doesn't take it, itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. But what's the kind of idea... It's all like what I was talking about. Just imagine you already have the car you want. Just go and smell it, sit in it for a bit. You know, if you'd say, like, this is my car. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of people I like. I I could could go on the list. Jack Canfield, I listen to his self esteem CDs. Uh huh. Oh, I love him. (laughs) Jack Canfield? Jack Canfield. He wrote for um, Chicken Soup. Okay. One of those books. I read but Chicken Soup for the Soul when I was in I high li- school. I re-listen to him Jay all Berlin. the time yeah. when he just talks. He has a group of people, and he'll say things like, I am lovable, I am capable. And then he'll say, no matter what you say or do to me, I am still a worthwhile person. Mm. And people will repeat it back when he's throwing it, like, you're ugly. And they'll go, no matter what you say or do to me, I am still a worthwhile person. Wow. And so I like to say that out loud for myself wow. a lot. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, the EFT thing <laughs> that, we, that I've talked about on the show it's emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you say, even though I blank, yeah. even though I uh, want a cigarette, if you're trying to stop, I uh, deeply and completely accept myself. So these are these things you tell yourself <sighs> where you're nice. just like, I, I, use, that's, I use that more than the tapping. I don't really do the tapping very much. Mm-hmm. But I do that like, even though I uh, got drunk with Bill Burr and ate a piece of pizza last <laughs> night. I deeply and completely accept. Is myself. that true? Yeah, and it is uh, kind of a brag because he's one of my heroes. But I mean, I like, know. I also, he's the I don't, best. I don't eat dairy and all that stuff, and I still oh, I ate a piece of pizza. And it it's was, okay. It was great. I deeply oh my god! But that what a memory! Pizza with Bill Burr. Yeah, I took a photo. <laughs> I he's took the a best. photo because I want, I was like, I don't want to forget this. It was so fun. He's on the show. He's on Crashing this season. Oh, I love talking to him too. He he he. No. he I'm talking what to him. Talking to Melissa Villasenor. She's on the show. She's on SNL. No, dude. 
thing about her, Melissa, she gets on the show, she does these fucking impressions. She's out there, she sounds just like the fucking person of the room. I did a couple of voices on his show, Evis for Family. Yes, he told me. He yeah. said to say hello, actually. He's I'm the remembering. best. And, yeah. And, yeah, and he, man, I couldn't stop laughing when he would, you know, he'd just get in his rage mode. And he his, just and is, I just can't, he's the best. He's authentically, con- like, you're talking about your first audition wasn't you. Mm. The guys figured out how to be him. I know. He's just an honest person. He's the best. Like, I feel. No, sorry. <laughs> that's me. You don't like it. Fucking hit the bricks. Like, that's the essence of everything he's saying. He's like, I don't like chocolate. Not fucking dark chocolate. Milk chocolate. I don't like it. Fucking clown food. That's a real joke he has. He, 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 oh, tried, he, he couldn't get it to work, he told me. But it was about how cake, he's like, I don't like cake and pastries. It looks like clown food. And I was like, that's so funny. And he's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, dude, I go up there. Say clown food. Nobody laughs. Oh, my gosh. Space facts. Space facts. <laughs> well, this is so wise. Uh, well, what about like the... When we die, do we, you think you go on? Is there any sort of afterlife or purpose? Is anything watching? Is there some, some sort of Ooh. meaning? Boy. I, we could just stick to the death one. No. I think, I think we still wander around a little bit. After we die? Yeah. I sometimes feel... Hmm. Boy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only a question that's plagued humanity since our inception. No, so I know. I don't feel too bad about not having a. a I'm just thinking. Answer. I feel like I've felt certain energies or spirits near me, hmm. or maybe I've, I. I. Okay, wait. Darn it. <laughs> I don't know about that. If we hang around. But I'd like to think I float in space or something. <laughs> like another dimension. Another, or, or with my family, or yeah. people I love. Like a, like a soul. Yeah, I like, do. I hope that. There's a thing inside you that's in your body now that when you die, you, dr- you drop it and yeah. you go on? Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I think, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was going to say something like... A power, a God, a, there's something up there. Yeah. Because why do well coincidences happen like that are too... You feel a lot you, of... You can't plan... The, how did this happen? A lot of Some, serendipities and stuff. Serendipities. I know there's bad things too. That's scary. Like, why did that happen too? So I don't... I don't know. Yeah. That's that's tough to... But I don't know. I think my spirit is out there. It's going to be out there. Yeah. I mean, if you're praying to St. Joseph, it's yeah. the idea that this this being has left his body but remains in some way. I mean, you're praying to a, a dead saint in the way yeah. that people believe that Christ lives on, right. you know, obviously. So as mm. it with these other people. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff to talk about. <laughs> that's really good. Huh. That's, that's interesting. But well, you don't feel the need to like impo- – you don't think there's like a – the right way and the, you're it's obviously all these different religions you think we're all kind of after the same universal truth yeah i think so yeah. yeah yeah interesting well i love it i love it do you it. feel good i feel great that was beautiful 
it was beautiful. Yeah. We always, because we talk about God, and I have to ask you what you think happens when we die, which is a serious question. I like to close the show by asking, what can you remember a time in your life you laughed really, 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 really hard? And it doesn't have to be a great story. You can be a little kid reenacting <laughs> okay. Shirley Temple movies. Well, um, if it's the hardest, I mean, no, that, no, that could be the, excellent. This is something, this is a little wacky fact about me. Wacky fact. I, I, it's not bad these days, but growing up I had a weak bladder. <laughs> so all my favorite moments, if I'm laughing too hard, I do pee. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know, it's gross. It's not like, you know, everybody. I mean, it's common, but... It was one time, this was a good laugh. I was at my little cousin's birthday party. I think I was 14 or 15. And they had a bounce house, you know, <laughs> and it was just... And, you know, I'm an older cousin, but there's a lot of little, littler kids in there. And me and my other old cousins were like, yeah, let's go invade that bounce house. And we get in there, we just jump, and all the little kids are in there. And then one kid, you know, unplugs the bounce house, so it's deflating. <laughs> and they love that, you know. And I'm at the bottom of the hole where it's melting, mm-hmm. and all the kids are flying on top of me. <laughs> and so, I, you know, you're just having all this weight of kids on top, and they're all, you know, <laughs> their feet and their butts are in my face, and I can't, you know, just cracking up like I can't move. Somebody pulled the drain on the kid yeah. tub. <laughs> Like yeah. It wasn't filled with water. It was filled yeah. with children. <laughs> and now you're at the bottom. And I'm cracking up. And I'm like, I can't move. You guys are all on top. It's smelly down here. And, <laughs> and then I and, and I just start peeing because I'm cracking up so hard. And I tell the kids, I'm like, plug it back in. I'm peeing. And then the, <laughs> and the kid plugs it back in. And the bounce house gets back to normal. But I landed on that window part, the little mesh, so my pee was also on the sidewalk. Oh, my God. <laughs> it went through the mesh? It went through the mesh. <laughs> and so I sat out for a little bit, ashamed. And that, that might I mean, there's a lot of stories like that, but I, that one's one of my favorite ones. I just love laughing with family, and that's my favorite. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. And the pee... Looking back makes a, the story way better. It makes it better, but also, and that's you know, that's the highest compliment for. I mean, I've I've definitely peed my pants with comedians too that crack me up. Yeah, and I mean, for them, it's like, yes, I did. I made her pee. <laughs> I think that's a. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's a trophy. Yeah, it's a. It's You've a trophy. received a plaque for doing stand up. Yeah, we have to go for urination malfunctions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's an excellent one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for doing Crashing. Thanks. Thank you for making the time to do this. Yeah, this is cool. Wish you more, so much more success. Thanks, Pete. I think you'll be just fine. We'll be just fine. And uh, we end the show by having the guests say the catchphrase, which is keep it crispy. You can just say it. You've done so many voices. Just say it as Melissa Villas. Okay. Keep it crispy. <laughs> now will you say the nuts one, yeah. one more time? Check out these nuts. <laughs> It's just joy. It's just joy. Thank you. Thanks. I Now leaving nerdist.com.